Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? At the Burlington... uh, I have no idea what the f*** just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. How about those friggin' pirates? It's a me, a man, a Garcia. <laughs> Go Pirate Radio. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hi, right, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube, taking your questions and comments today, as we have a lot of guests to get to and a lot of topics to discuss. Coming up in hour number two, Molly, Mike Mullis will join us. We'll talk more about Alec Makarevich transferring from the ECU baseball program to NC State. Kind of take a look at the uh, summer roster for ECU baseball and uh, hit on all those topics with Mike Mullis coming up at 4 o'clock. Also in the 4 o'clock hour, uh, now former Pirate Tyler Bratt, who is with the St. Louis Cardinals organization after getting drafted. So we'll talk to Tyler about his brief career here at East Carolina and what he is up to now. A whirlwind for these guys who get drafted into uh, Major League Baseball. So we'll talk to Tyler uh, about that coming up in hour number two of today's show. And former ECU tight end Bryce Williams will join us in the Pirate Radio studios coming up in hour number three. You got the big dog Glenn Griffin here, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, a new intern, intern Micah, hanging out for the first time and we'll get to know her you already know the name we'll get to know her uh, as we move along as well and joining me to kick things off inside the pirate radio studios former ecu head basketball coach mac mccarthy coach mac how you doing today sir i'm good good ready to go ready to roll we got uh we got some topics today we got a bunch you brought some to the table i brought some who's supposed to mull us he may we may have to put him off he'll be fine with that he'll be perfect if i told him right now he's been bumped he would say thank you probably <laughs> uh but mully man uh scheduled to join us an hour from now uh robert matthews on youtube says clipper and he also wants to hear tommy tuberville surely i have a job robert and i'm doing it right now to the best of my ability uh pike is tuned in in ocean isle had lunch in calabash now back in north 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 myrtle beach so he's a beach cruiser here on this tuesday very good. Uh, and Jamie is in the YouTube chat as well. Jamie, I've got your Twitter questions that you've already thrown out for Coach Mack and Mike Mullis, and we'll get to those. We might not have time to get to all of Jamie's questions. <laughs> He's got a ton for you. And uh, uh, speaking of questions for Coach Mack, uh, he joins us here every Tuesday on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, but Coach uh, will be debuting the new podcast that you are hosting um, on Wednesday. Hopefully. Hopefully. 
and uh, i know you're excited about that i am i am we're, we're getting ready to do it the uh you know we've talked a lot about it already but uh I, I would be very interested in what the listeners have to say as to what they want to hear i have some ideas uh you know obviously we'll talk some local stuff and we'll we'll, we'll start out tomorrow with a with a local guest uh i, I kind of leave that to a surprise okay you know, I, although it's probably already out there but uh but uh we'll we'll leave that to a surprise and then uh uh some of the shows i'm gonna have guests some of the shows i'm just gonna rant and uh talk about subjects that i think uh people will be interested in uh that are that are hot button topics for uh for our listeners and uh but i am open to suggestions uh both in terms of guests and of and of topics if you all want to uh let us know let clip know and he'll uh, and he'll let me know certainly pass it along and uh, we'll talk about that here on uh on tuesdays when coach mac joins us and uh jamie says he's excited to uh to check out that podcast peter foot former pirate radio intern checking in what's up pete Pete was the, uh, what was he, the stat man for ECU basketball and uh, also an intern here at Pirate Radio. People are asking about Connor. Uh, did Connor get nixed? Steve said, if you curse on the air, you're out. Where's Connor? Anybody heard from Connor today? Had an unfortunate incident on the air yesterday and has not been heard from since. Uh, I don't know. I just know that after said unfortunate incident, he did get a text from his dad. So I, I'm <laughs> is not he sure. Grounded? I, he is very possible. He is in his room right now and can't come to the studio He's in to the, play. Staring at the wall in the corner. Uh, Michael Winstead. He, he can't be in his room. Oh, yeah. He, he's homeless. He's homeless right now. That's right. <laughs> Boy, I hate to kick a man when he's down. We, I mean, we can't. We cannot put down our interns like that. I mean, okay. The man, well, where, where the is, man is out of pocket. Yeah. Okay. So he is. Micah, my... Micah, do not cuss on the air. Apparently, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we had to bring in uh, Micah because uh, Joey is out for today and tomorrow, right? Yes. Yeah, and uh, I believe we have another intern debuting at four o'clock, right? A special one. Uh, Another special pull that we've got uh, coming in at 4 o'clock. You can't have more special than the AAC champions. Well, I, I mean, well, well, I mean, right on par. All right. Two, okay, uh, two very special debuts today here on Pirate Radio Live. Steve says uh, Connor's in timeout. Uh, Pike says, I did not use a drive-thru. I did blow my horn at a car from New York for not using the turning lane properly. That goes back to our discussion <laughs> last week. Hey, Coach, how about this? What was it? 15 minutes after you leave the show, you, you found a car in the drive-thru with their door open? Exactly. They could, I mean, exactly. it's unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. You can't going make on. this up uh the the world these days man it's uh it's out of control all right so where to begin i, I like to if i see something happening involving your coach i like to jot that down and make sure i bring it up with coach mac on tuesdays and uh, i got a couple of coach related things can we start there today let's do it because the media days are going on for football it's a lot of fluff and not a lot of substance i do want to give a shout out to chan man because chandler do you remember a week or so ago you said who will ECU be taking to media day? What players will be represented at AAC media days? And I said, my guy, Rajay, and you said two names. You said Jeremy Lewis on the defensive side, and who was your offensive player? Uh, I believe I went with Shane Calhoun, like two 
veteran presence. Have you seen who they're sending? A lock was Jeremy Lewis. I'm not sure offensively. No, I haven't. They're sending Shane Calhoun and Jeremy Lewis. Let's go! So Chandler Honey, I want to give you your uh, your your flowers on the air, man, for correctly predicting the players showing up at AAC Media Day. I just had a feeling those those two guys have been in the program a very long time. So especially Jeremy Lewis, who started out as a tight end here at East Carolina, so now he's a big part of that defensive side of the ball. That's coming up next week. You got other conferences doing their media days, and I saw this coach uh, that Brent Venables heading into year two at Oklahoma. You've got and we always get around to the portal and nil and all that stuff but new when a coach leaves you've got them recruiting their now former players to join them at the new spot you've got other guys on the roster who maybe want a fresh start somewhere since the coach that recruited them is no longer there and you see a lot of roster turnover and things like that well uh shirley do you have brent venables uh the the first cut Uh, do you have this no okay well good i'll set it up uh brent venables uh, at oklahoma was talking about making sure that the guys fit in with his culture but while he was doing that mentioned uh, another head coach by name which i found interesting because oftentimes you you see coaches and you can speak to this coach trying to kind of take care of their own business rather than talk about what's going on somewhere else would you say that's that's fair yeah but i have an explanation for this one but yeah generally coaches avoid calling out other coaches uh, for fear of being called out themselves all right well he did this twice actually you had to bring up another one so here's the first one where he's talking about his team and and him coming in and and seeing if guys were ready to buy in or or perhaps go elsewhere so you can talk about a a culture change and you know a resetting of the standards and what the expectations are you know you know i gave guys 12 months of grace and i was unlike dion i gave guys 12 months of grace to figure it out here's the three you know go to class you know live right off the field and when you show up over here man you show up with respect and appreciation for your opportunity and if you go over three for 12 months you need a fresh start so we help 21 guys you know give or take you know find a you know a fresh start you want to know what he really said what he said? He said, "Damn, I wish I had done what Dion did." <laughs> well, it didn't come across that way. That's what he was saying. <laughs> and and I've got one for the next one too, because he went on to t- just randomly drag another coach. <laughs> he did. So here he's talking about, I guess, how all six and seven records aren't created equal. All losing records aren't created equal. Maybe some are better than others, and. He rattled off a couple of uh, opponents that he didn't lose to, a couple of games he wasn't involved in, and it didn't take long to piece together who exactly he was talking about. Let's hear the second cut, Charlie. Six and seven, none of it's any good, um, <laughs> right? But if had we been, you know, had we gotten blown out by a Middle Tennessee, right? Had we gotten beat by Florida State, forty-five to three, right? You know, the conversation's probably a little different. Hmm. Who played those schools? Who was involved in those games? It was the U. Miami was involved in those games. Takes a big shot at Cristobal just out of the blue. Clearly something went on between them and recruiting somewhere along the line. But for him to just randomly, this is like, look over there. Don't look over here where we had the first losing record in 100 years at Oklahoma. 
Um, is he trying to, because now you'll see, uh, you know, is he trying to like rally the fan base? Like, Hey, it's, it's us against the world. I, I'm not sure what he's attempting to do here. He just wants the attention away from what he's done. He, he didn't handle the roster right. And he went six and seven. The first time they've had a losing record in forever. And he doesn't want people talking about that. Talk about Miami. Talk about coach prime and what he's got going on, but don't talk about us. Well, man, interesting way to go about it. And again, it's the world we live in where you're immediately on the hot seat. But at Oklahoma, I mean, is it almost justified that he's already on the hot seat heading into year two? 100%. I mean, they, they had only won six championships in a row. And, and he comes in and lays an egg and goes six and six with, a, with not a hard schedule at all. It wasn't like the greatest year ever in the Big 12 where you got TCU and Kansas State playing for the championship. Um, you know, th- that, that was just crazy. That was just crazy. And, and it, isn't it interesting that uh, that Coach Prime has touched a, a note with some guys that are not all that popular on their own campuses? Well, although I, I will say Narduzzi is fairly popular at Pittsburgh, but that's the only campus he's popular on. And Narduzzi has called Coach Prime out, and then Venables calls Coach Prime out. Neither one of them near as likable as Dion. It's the thing uh, with Dion is that they don't like the brashness or the way he's just come in and immediately got a power five job or is it jealousy or i think it's probably all of the above yeah and and some may have genuine concern about the fact that uh you know that he went about it in a little bit different way but this is he's playing by the rules that's all you can say Uh, i guess so how about you coach did you and you're a, a very friendly gentleman but in the coaching world did you have enemies did you ever call out another coach or school by name and and how about do people call you out by name or anything like that i'm sure some people called us out um when i inherited a job where the where the coach before me had won four out of seven championships and which and, job was this at ut chattanooga okay. and, and everybody he he had made everybody mad so they just automatically <laughs> they just automatically put me in that category yeah but uh it took me a while to get over that but no i didn't really call coaches out uh not publicly anyway and and of course there wasn't social media uh when, right. when i forgot my first head job either so uh maybe i'm lucky in that regard so you never told john calipari you were going to kill him <laughs> like uh, <laughs> no, uh no. I'll kill you, Calipari. Who's the co- the temple coach? Uh, John, John Chaney. Chaney. John yeah. Chaney. No, I kill you, Calipari. <laughs> no, I never told it. I never told. He beat us so bad. I didn't, you know I didn't even want to talk about him after the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you said you never did it publicly. How about privately? Got some uh, some Jeff Trailer audio. Who, by the way, I don't know if we talked on the air or off the air, but you really like Coach Trailer from UTSA, right? I do. You're a I big do. fan. Yeah, and he's. And he's calling folks out. He is, and he's well. He's literally calling folks on the phone. Yeah, it sounds like. Um, so this audio, a little. Well, he and Trent Dilfer out, out of the out of the American will. Uh, oh my they're, they're, god! They're we got to talk about both, that. They're both uh, winning friends and influencing enemies. Well, we got to talk about Dilfer too. Let me uh, let me jot that one down. That happened on the July Fourth break, I think. So it kind of slipped. We hadn't really t- discussed it on the air much. All right, but so Jeff Trailer, this audio is a little tough to hear. He was at some kind of Texas. Uh, 
let's see if i can find exactly what he was at some kind of texas football event where he's talking texas high school coaches association convention on monday and i have the the written words here that i can read if you can't pick it up but he's talking about what he does when he finds out another school another coach is going after his players that are on his roster and uh here's what he had to say about that i'm just not going yeah i'm not going to roll over and, and let them just have my kids i'm gonna call them on the phone say hey sam my kid came in here and screenshot and you hit him up he's on my roster right now what are you doing sam and usually sam's gonna say back your kid came and told you and i'm like yeah i've got the screenshot sam right here and that squashed seven of the eight you know the one he did what he had to do, and I'm still close to that one, too. I, I love the kid. I think he'll hit me back in six months. So you know what? I miss you, Coach. I finally made a bad decision. I hope not. We'll see. So if you couldn't pick that up, he says he calls coaches and say, and he used the name Sam. That's probably just a general name, but like Sam Pittman, and the head coach at Arkansas, did he? I don't know if he slid. I don't know. Um, but hey, you uh, you're coming after a, a player on my roster. He just came in here and showed me the screenshot. So he's doing uh, instead of going out to the meet and everything, he's just calling these guys apparently behind the scenes and saying, "What the hell are you doing? Leave my roster alone." Yeah, and and he he thinks that's been effective. He said it's been had seven out of the eight. Uh, that's uh, it's been effective, and and one he says may regret his decision. We'll see uh, that he's still close with. But I don't know. I, I feel like maybe we'll start to see more of this. It seems like it's happening more often now. You know, the national media picked up on the Trent Dilfer thing. Uh, you know, him complaining about people, uh, you know, tampering with his players. Um, that, that that didn't you know that that's a whole different thing. The transfer portal is one thing. That that's that's a legitimate way for young men and women to to find an alternative to the situation they're in, um, and hopefully they do that for the right reasons. But but in general, when they start tampering with now, that's a different animal. If the coaches are calling your players, that, now that's a reason that you should be upset. And I saw people get all over Dilfer said he's a narcissist. He thinks he's a pro guy, and you know they're gonna come get his players regardless. Well, that that may be true. I mean, if Alabama wants a, a UAB player and that UAB player wants to leave, you know that that makes total sense. But if someone is actually engaged with those players while they're on the team before they've entered the portal. Now, Trent Dilfer has a point, and that's what he said. Uh, now, he may be the worst guy in the world, but what he said was okay. I'm a little I get maybe fence riding, so here on, on Dilfer, his comments, I dare you, Power Fives. I got a pretty big platform that I could step on, and if I find you, ki- you in my kids' DMs, and if I find you talking to high school coaches about my kids, if you're in my roster, I'm going to call your ass out. Um, I'm going to say it by name to the biggest voices in television today. It's going to make College Game Day. It's going to make Sports Center because, by the way, those guys still running Sports Center are my friends. So I, I'm fine with that part of it, and and I'm also even fine when he's talking about 
why other coaches don't do it because they are they want power five jobs they want to keep moving up the ladder and they don't want to burn bridges and and all that stuff and then he goes to saying i don't want a power five job i want this job i want the uab job well i mean he's a fresno state guy he he was telling the truth right up till he got full of it that's where it's like okay well you've made millions of dollars like you can do some things that other people can't do that are in this coaching industry and all this is going to come back to bite him when he if he succeeds and ends up leaving uab because he's not going to be there forever there's no way there's no chance yeah the tape lasts forever yeah that that, (laughs) that, that comment will live in infamy should he go on to another job but uh but no up until that point everything he said was was okay yeah but people took him to task for that saying you don't know what you're doing you know if it's a power five school that then you know they're going to take your players anyway that's fine if they get his players but it's not fine if they tamper with his players uh question what is coach max feelings on what dion is doing basically firing kids yeah i'm not really a big fan of that (laughs) now there are those uncomfortable chats that coaches have to have with players like maybe it'd be better if you moved on is that something that goes on i've had a million of them and if you if i say clip listen you're not going to play here okay you you can stay that's fine but you're not going to be on the team, and you're and if you if we keep you on the team, you're not going to play. So you're firing me without firing me. No, no, you can fire yourself. You can fire <laughs> yourself. I'm not telling you you've got to leave. You could stay. But I've had those conversations. That's different than just saying you have to leave. And, and you're very much true, but you're basically saying you have to leave. No, I'm you, saying you, you sh- need to leave. You need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about how you word it, I guess. Um, but I mean, so is Dion literally pulling scholarships and saying you're done? Is that what he's doing? That appears or? to be what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, the crazy world of college athletics. Aren't you glad uh, you're not in this anymore? Well, it's sure easier to talk about it than live it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have flashbacks? And I don't know. Maybe you got out at the right time. See, when I'm sitting there doing a game on TV and I'm looking over there and the officials are, they're actually pretty good. Yeah, right. Everything. You got the, a new perspective. From the other side of the floor, they suck. They're terrible. They're the worst. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Uh, more to go on uh, Pirate Radio Live. Jamie says, Clip will just show up tomorrow anyway, Costanza style. That's right. I would just stay on your team despite you. Yeah, you would. You would. And I would hate you. <laughs> Did you ever have a case where a kid was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'll stay. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you really love those guys, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, more to go. Pirate Radio they, Live. I made the mistake. They didn't. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Hey, you brought me here. You recruited me. Exactly. You're going to have to live with your decision. All right. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after these words. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. 
Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brownie Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. You can shop their entire inventory online at brownywoodauto.com or you can visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Coming up, Hour 2, a lot of baseball talk with the Mully Man, Mike Mullis, and former Pirate Tyler Brott, now in the St. Louis Cardinals organization after getting drafted last week. So we'll talk about that with him. And I uh, believe we're going to hook up with Josh Moylan on Wednesday and Landon Ginn on Thursday to talk to some of these guys about what they're up to now following their playing days at ECU. So uh, looking forward to that. Also coming up on Wednesday, Tyler Sneed will join us fresh off a three-touchdown performance in the CFL. So we'll catch up with the former Pirate wide receiver. And Phil Steele will join us Thursday on the show. The college football guru will get his thoughts on the Pirates, the AAC area teams, and the national landscape of college football. So a lot to go this week on Pirate Radio Live. Something else to be on the lookout for on our airwaves and in podcast form is Coach Mack's debut podcast, which uh, will be airing on Wednesday and available for download on Wednesday if all things go right. Fingers crossed. And uh, looking forward to that. Up to Shirley. Oh, well, well, we're in good hands. Well, she's got a few repairs to do, so I don't know if she'll (laughs) get to the podcast. Coach Mack was witness to that earlier today. The jack of all trades. That is correct. All right. um, Master of none. (laughs) Folks fired up in the chat. Robert Matthews says excitement time. It is excitement time around here. Got a lot going on. Excitement time! Josh said, good afternoon, fellas. Steve Hill wants to hear all of Shirley's sound bites. We'll get to that momentarily. Uh, Paige says, a lot to discuss. Hi, Coach Mack. It's my former teacher, uh, Coach. Hey, hey, Paige. I believe English, so uh, really got me to where I am today. Why? <laughs> I'm not sure they're going to want all that credit. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that publicly. You know, you know what? Every Sunday I, I joke about English teachers because when I hear Larry McReynolds, I'm thinking there are English teachers all over the country committing suicide. Just saying, oh, you know. I, I kind of like that, though. I like hearing <laughs> Marty Smith and people talk like me sometimes yeah, on talk, TV. Yeah, the accent is one thing. The, the destroying of the english language is a whole (laughs) okay fair enough uh one more note on our previous discussion uh eric says um i'm not a dion fan at all but i mean if you turn college sports into a business he's gonna run it like a business well that was one thing you said you said he's playing by the rules as far as you know so far he is so that's us about all you can do uh says it sucks for the players but it's the way it is i wish it wasn't uh when it comes to firing players but also now players have more you know autonomy to do what they want yeah when they ever have you got to be careful what you wish for yeah you want you want compensation uh responsibilities come with that and risk comes with that all right another thing i saw i wanted to bring up with you coach mac i have a feeling on which way you're going to lean here uh but saw that the ncaa division one men's college basketball committee Uh, acknowledged that its members did talk about expanding the NCAA tournament in its three-day meeting. Uh, I guess this was last week. Uh, But expanding the field is not imminent at this time. And I've heard that 
it has been talked about expanding it what percentage of teams make it now it was uh i can't remember the but anyway expanding it even more than it is from 68 on coach uh i think i know the answer how do you feel about expanding the basketball tournament well I, i'm i'm unfortunately going to give you a, an unsatisfactory answer because it, as a fan i'm against it because there there aren't 68 worthy teams now you know when we get down to the to bubble teams most of those teams did not have good years and and i you know, I don't know that we should reward mediocrity any more than we already do. Um, now, from a coach's perspective, I would love to see it expanded because more people having success, more people can say we got in the tournament, more people hang on to their jobs. Uh, and we need I, some banners in Minji's, Coach. Yes, we do. We need some banners. <laughs> yeah, that is a regret of my of my career that we didn't hang a banner, a, a banner in Minji's for sure. And uh, the one that's up there looks mighty lonely. <laughs> Very. It's dusty. Um, and as a fan as a as me as a fan what's wrong with more games what's wrong with more thursday afternoon basketball but you also take away from the regular season and i know we've been through this argument with football but you do take away from the regular season if you're going to let everybody in postseason let everybody in postseason let's just expand it by two weeks and we can take all 350 teams and put them in the tournament that Coppin State versus Kansas first round matchup, you know, it could be legendary. Exactly. It'd be the first time a twenty four seed ever beat a one. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what the numbers are even that now that part's gonna be weird. The bracket, I don't know if we have enough ink for the brackets if yeah. we expand. Uh, yeah, this I thing. don't know how you divide sixteen into uh three sixty. I'm not sure how you do that. <laughs> All right. I flunked well. math in three states. I don't know. But uh I don't know how many times we've talked about it where you've won your regular season, were upset in your conference tournament. But and see, that, that's the that's the bad part though because that's not who's going to get in the regular season Southern Conference champion who got upset in the championship game in Asheville. They're not getting in. Well, it's the ninth team out of the ACC that's getting in. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, I do have one gripe. I don't know if I've talked about it since you've been on as a regular. Because With was... me, you've, you've already aired some of those. But go ahead. <laughs> um, the And this should be a no-brainer. Everybody should agree with this, Coach, it's including yourself. Wow. Who doesn't agree with me on anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first four that they play yeah. in Dayton should not include teams that won the conference tournament. You win your conference tournament, you're in the field of 64. Yeah, it ought to be – it ought to be all teams that were at-large teams. Bubble at-large. That's right. I agree with that hey, 100%. First thing yes. we've ever agreed yes. on. And, you know, in, an exa- in addition to the expansion thing, I don't know if you saw this, but the NCAA is also going to, besides the NCAA tournament for the women, the WNIT for the women, they're also going to have another tournament now to make the number of teams in postseason for women more proximate to the men's teams because there's the CBI and the oh, and yeah. all, all the different. Uh, all the different tournaments, all the different postseason. So what are they doing? I'm sorry. They're adding another tournament called the Women's Invitational. Not the NIT, but it's going to, I think it's just called the Women's Invitational. And I think there are additional 48 teams. Yeah, it's called the WBIT. WBIT. That's dangerous. Yeah, add a couple more letters. <laughs> yeah, you're in a tough you know, spot. I mean, you know, anytime. Can we not do something different than that? I don't know. I guess Maybe a women's basketball brain. invitational tournament, so WBIT. Yeah, it was. I mean, very it sounds creative. more like a TV station than it does. WBIT. WBIT. Yeah. 
and they use the word invitational again it's already in the nit i don't know look I, yeah i'm bitching about nothing now yeah, it sorry. could be wbt where you go it's simple but maybe so, that's confusing with the ncaa tournament another 48 teams yeah that's a lot that's uh that's a yeah. lot of squads uh but you know more basketball it's a good thing all right um let's see anything you want to get to your list coach i did not watch wimbledon what did i miss <laughs> well you missed an epic final between uh Djokovic trying to win his 24th which would have been a record uh singles championship and his fifth in a row to uh lost to uh, the number one player in the world carlos alcazar a young player that uh i think he's just 20 years old and uh and it was a brilliant match it was really fun uh it wasn't necessarily the highest level but it was the it was the highest level of drama that it went five sets and and the the underdog who was the number one seed actually won. Right, I got into one match and it was Eubanks versus Medvedev. Yeah, uh, because I wanted to see the American uh, pull it off, and uh, he had a nice run though, right? He did have a really good run. Came in uh, unranked, uh, Georgia Tech player, uh, two time ACC Player of the Year, uh, and I think he's like six seven too. He's a big long guy, and uh, he's got a great future. Uh, uh, I think tennis nationally internationally would be a little more popular here in the united states if we if we had some competitive uh uh men on on the highest uh, level when i was coming up you had you know i guess agassi finishing out his career but pete sampras kind of taking over as the the best american and on the women's side you had the Williams sisters dominant forever, but yeah, we've kind of missed that that men's, I guess, American star Andy Roddick, we thought might be the guy, and just kind of never was. So yeah, we haven't we haven't had one in, in quite a while, and uh, you know, back to back to Connors and McEnroe, and like you mentioned, Agassi, and uh, we we had a pretty good run, but uh, but I think it hurts uh, the interest in tennis in the United States that, that we don't have more competitive men. Had uh, some racing on yesterday, thanks to John Moody, uh, P1 listener, who came by and picked up a prize and said, hey, Clip, they're racing today. And I said, okay, when? He said, it's on right now. So uh, I flipped it on. Martin Truex Jr., a winner uh, in New Hampshire, pretty uh, pretty dominant, right? Kind of wire to wire. He won, He led a lot of laps, and he's led a lot of laps there and never won. And, of course, all he, he claims all those East Coast tracks as his home track. He's from New Jersey, but, uh, but he claims Dover. He claims Pocono. He claims New Hampshire. He claims all those as his as his home tracks and uh had really run well there but had never won there third win of the year and and for the third week in a row uh nascar either got their race postponed or shortened or both uh in in one case so uh maybe the rain will leave them alone this week and uh where did they go this pocono week? pocono yeah who's the your uh, tricky pick? triangle uh Pocono is a little bit different. Uh I'll have to I'll have to call back in and tell you who my pick is. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna hold your that a little bit. I'm gonna hold your feet to the fire on that one. What else are you following? Uh anything else currently in the world of sports? Well, you got the British Open coming up at Liverpool. Uh coach is called the Open Championship yeah, for know. classy uh, yeah, people but, like myself. But for distinguish uh, for distinguishing <laughs> sake, uh you know, I was letting him know it was the British Open. And and one thing that's fun right now that I'm listening to a lot uh on on another channel. Uh uh, when I'm not listening to the Pirate Radio, is the uh, the the media conference uh, conference media days. The Big Twelve was last week. The SEC is going on. We get the ACC coming up. The Big Ten, the Pac-12. Uh, Pac-12 is the only one that does it, and they just do it in one day. And uh, I guess that maybe is a good thing, or or maybe it's a uh, uh, a sign that uh, things aren't going well in the TV negotiations. I don't know. But uh, um, I was listening to a little Kirby Smart this morning, and they asked him. 
a question about all the problems they've been having with the teams, uh, the speeding and the and the domestic assault, and he managed to talk about his staff for five minutes. Hmm. A good uh, a good non answer. He 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 might follow Tuberville into politics. <laughs> <laughs> who's uh, who's the most entertaining coach uh, you've heard so far? Oh gosh! I mean, who's anybody stand out? Because these things are pretty boring, unless somebody they know. are pretty boring. Of course, Venables spiced things up a little bit, but uh, you know, some Gundy usually is good for a couple of quotes, and and he had a he had a platform to to criticize Oklahoma again and oh, end, ending Bedlam, and you know, he said, well, they chose to end Bedlam, and uh, that didn't really exactly how it went, but uh, but from his perspective, that's how it went. So they're no longer going to be playing Oklahoma. That's a good point. Well, so is this the last? year this they'll meet it. i guess yeah this is it and uh and i think there's uh and, and that's a shame uh you know that's that's another uh uh collateral damage from uh from expansion and speaking of expansion and I want to get into uh, this some on this show, but but I'm also going to do a podcast. I'm going to do a little bit of history of expansion mm-hmm. about why it occurred initially and why it's occurring now, and it's all tied into different things. Uh, academics, it's, t- it's tied into obviously television at this point, but uh, the reasons that people formed leagues or changed leagues originally, w- w- they were almost all regional and academic related. Now it's all money related. Yeah. Um, and and that that has uh, that has influenced a lot of things that have happened in our sport and and of course the biggest thing uh, and I want to get into it a, a lot on a podcast is the fact that the NCAA you're way too young to remember this but the NCAA actually controlled all of television for football. They determined who was on television, and they did it so that they would protect the in-game attendance, on-campus attendance. They didn't want a glut of games on television. And then the court finally said, Georgia and Oklahoma sued, and the court finally said, no, the schools own the rights to those things. And then that didn't last long before the the schools did own them for a while, but then sooner or later the schools signed them over to the leagues and the leagues negotiation. But you think about the NFL package for instance who negotiates that that's one entity that the individual teams don't do it mm-hmm. the conferences don't do it the divisions don't do it the nfl does it think of what the package would look like if the ncaa negotiated a television contract right now and you really wouldn't have the reasons for expansion that you do now but would you uh, have any ecu games on tv sure what channel the ocho <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking about in that scenario uh, where it would be somewhere, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, things have changed so much, but uh, but yeah, I I think there'd be an opportunity to have just as many games, if if not even more games. Maybe so, so, yeah, on these uh, the streaming platforms. I mean, hell, we're playing on Peacock to open up the season. Uh, How much TV do you watch on streaming? All of it? Yes. So there we go. Nothing. uh, And you're and you're a sports guy. And uh, and Coach Mac is uh, you're you're a streamer as well. You talk about all these shows and stuff you watch. I do watch. You are very technologically advanced. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay as long as nobody changes how how you get into things. I'm okay. <laughs> oh yeah, the passwords. Yeah, and everything. yeah. yeah. yeah I'd be in you. trouble. Or if one of my uh, components goes goes down, I'm in big trouble. Big trouble. Let's uh, take a break. When we return, more to go with Coach Mac McCarthy here oh we'll get to some of the uh the viewer questions if you have questions for coach you can get those in facebook twitter youtube and otherwise as we roll on a fun
fun Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in inside sa- or excuse me, outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. O's were looking good last night until they gave up a grand slam to Chris Taylor. They lost to the Dodgers. Uh, they'll be on Pirate Radio, Pirate Radio tonight at 7 o'clock as they take on L.A. The Braves coming off a series loss to the White Sox will open up a series with the Diamondbacks tonight at 720. Uh, You've got the uh, Guardians taking on the Pirates and see when Gavin Williams uh, not expected to start until later in the week. So we'll keep an eye on that for you. But those scores, uh, those games and more going on. The Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. What'd you say, Chan Man? We got uh, DJ Captain Morgan out there tonight. Yes, sir. All right. So I'll go see DJ Captain Morgan karaoke. Coach, um, I'll probably ask you this. What's your uh, go-to karaoke song? (laughs) You don't want me doing karaoke. (laughs) What would you, if you had to do one, what would you sing? Oh, my gosh. Come on. He stopped loving her today. Ah, Wow. All right. George Jones. George Jones. Tears tears in the audience. Let me ask you a question. You You ask all the questions. Let me ask you one. Who do you have winning each of the top six or seven leagues in college football this year? All right. What a question. The top league would be the American Athletic Conference. Okay. Who you, got, who you got UTSA. You got UTSA winning? No, above Tulane? Above Memphis? Above Did uh, I stutter? SMU? Did I stutter? Just want to make sure you're clear. I think you did say UTSA. UTSA. I'll take the Roadrunners, Coach. Okay. ACC. I'm not ready to anoint Florida State. I'm going to go with old Dabo. I think you're smart. <laughs> what? Did we get that on tape? He just said I was smart. I heard it. Uh, <laughs> Big 12. This one could get wacky, right? Could. Could. I, I, although it's like 75% of the people voted for Texas. Texas. God bless Texas. I don't want to go to Texas. We're going to say Florida State's not back. Texas not back. <laughs> Nobody's back. Okay. I don't want to go to Oklahoma. So it was TCU last year, but also, what, K-State was good? Kansas State won the league. <laughs> they won, what, regular season? They won the championship. Oh, and TCU still got in. Yes. Losing, correct. Well, I don't want K-State. K-State can't go back-to-back. TCU's not. It's got to be somebody else. Give me, like, Oklahoma State or somebody. Give me Gundy. Give you Gundy. Give me Gundy. I'm a man. I'm 40. SEC, I'll take Georgia. 
Georgia. That's that's with their schedule. That's definitely a solid pick. They don't play anybody. Big Ten. Too much hype around Michigan. Give me Ohio State. Oh, again, I like it. You got to snap the streak. I like it. All right. The two game streak. Is that a streak? Is it two games? Feels a streak? like more than that. Okay. Uh, to me, but okay. yeah, you're right. Uh, Pack twelve. I don't know. Uh, Lincoln Riley rise up uh, with USC. USC. That's. I mean, that's that's a solid pick. Although I think Wash Utah back to back champs. They might have something I to say hate about Utah. it. Utah. Washington might have something to say about it. At week one, we were talking about Utah, Florida. One of the one of the best games uh, of that early season group. Back two years in a row, Utah has screwed me early in the year, where I've been really high on them, and then they get their act together about midway. And I, I mean, like me driving to Virginia. What, place do, what do you event. mean? They've won the, the Big Twelve two years in a row. Well, they well, lost to Florida in the swamp last year. So, so they cost you money, and you're upset. Yes, it's personal. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I can't take Utah. Give me USC. Any other conferences you want me to pick? <laughs> Sun Belt. The, yeah, go ahead. I don't know. Coastal. Yeah, that's as good a pick as any. All right, yeah. Okay, you can go Appalachian since uh, since we got to play them. You uh, you that agreed with me on a lot of those, Coach. I did agree with you on a lot. Um, but I am interested to see if it, it, you know can Norvell really take Florida State to the top of the mountain, or is it still going to be old Dabo? Got to see what they do with their what now sophomore quarterback at Clemson. Yeah, they came Kyle, in for Kyle Klubnick and uh, and Garrett Riley as their offensive coordinator. All right, so I like that connection. Who was at well. TCU last year, and uh, I think we'll give them a totally different look. I I think Clemson is uh, is the solid pick, even though a bunch of people are picking uh, Florida State. I like a team that is now that they can use the everybody's doubting us thing. Yeah, you know, I, I, everybody you know. uses it. Georgia used it. Exactly. Nobody was doubting Georgia. That was a joke when they were using that. What was it? championship or whatever yes. yeah nobody everybody said we couldn't do it nobody said that <laughs> literally not one person said you can't do it all right we got a few minutes left coach let me uh let me find these questions here that uh we need answered from you today uh coach mac greatest coaching moment of all time was what for me yes <laughs> or the co- or the biggest one I've ever seen. No. Um, golly, Ned. You know, getting to the Sweet 16 as a head coach was probably the, the biggest. Uh, the biggest overall might have been as an assistant when we beat Alabama for the fourth game in four days to win the SEC championship. When you go to the Sweet 16, that uh, – and I might have brought this up. I repeat a lot of things. But So did, do you remember, did you play the first and second round Thursday, Saturday, or Friday, Sunday? Do you remember? Friday, Sunday. Okay. So what was that buildup like to that Sweet – like that Monday, Tuesday win? I mean, that had to be awesome, right? The next week yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah. We, we had everybody – I mean, we had everybody from Los Angeles Times to the – to CBS, uh, we we had everybody living in Chattanooga for the entire week, and uh, That's awesome. and we were on spring break, so they had kind of unfettered access to us twenty four seven. They they would go to lunch with us with the television crew. Uh, everything we did was recorded one way or another, and it was uh, it was pretty wild. And at that point, some of you, part of you is probably like, "Hey, we're we're not we want to keep winning," but also, did you and your team kind of? say hey this is a big deal like let's enjoy this you know what i mean like 
Or, or were you more, hey, don't get too big headed? You know, what was no, your? We, I mean, we always kind of enjoyed our way along the, you know, yeah. along the ride because we had we had won a bunch, thank goodness, and uh, and we had learned to be businesslike when it was time to be businesslike. Okay, good. Uh, what is your worst coaching moment? Good question. These are the kinds I like. <laughs> I got a few suggestions. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. As a head coach, for sure, my first year, we won the regular season by four games. Uh, we had a couple kids get in a fight before the tournament, had to kick two kids off the team. We mm. make it to the finals anyway, and we get beat on a three-pointer at the buzzer in the championship that, game. And you knew. Did you play any postseason basketball that year, NIT or any? NIT. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but and, and that was not much of a consolation. Yeah, tough, tough pill to swallow. Were there any seasons where you made the NIT and were happy about it? No. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Who's the greatest college basketball player of all time? The greatest college basketball player of all time, Jabbar. Okay. Uh, the person asking this question said there was a poll last year and they said they thought the poll ended with Michael Jordan, who was not no, a great guy. He wasn't yeah. dominant. I mean, uh, and said it should have been Lou Alcindor, which is the answer you went with. There you go. Um, what a great caller. What is the best Listener. basketball conference? He didn't say currently or all time. It but, changes. Yeah. It really does. I mean, you know, the Big Ten's been awfully good. The Big 12 probably has been the best recently. Uh, the ACC was the answer for a long time. The SEC probably had some in there, too. But, I like uh, the SEC resurgence we're kind of on now. Yeah, There's some good teams yeah, in there. They've hired some really good coaches, and, uh, and Lord knows they spend enough money. Who's your favorite NBA coach? Of all time? Uh, current and all time. Or whatever you want to answer. Uh, all time, Red Arbach. Uh, current Steve Kerr. All right. And least favorite. Oh gosh. Least favorite. I don't know that I have. And I, and I might and I might take back Kerr and go with Popovich, but it but, but it might be a tie between those two. I don't know that I have anybody that I just hate as an NBA coach. Yeah. Um so with, how much were you watching like while you were coaching and in your your heyday like I don't know Chuck Daly and like those guys. Like, can you take anything away from NBA coaches? Did you talk to those guys, no. or did you stuck no. to college? It's a completely different game. Yeah, the, the the NBA coaches. It looks like they don't make any decisions. They make more decisions in a quarter than we would make in a game. They, they I mean, they, it happens every twenty four seconds. They, they uh, these guys can really coach basketball. Uh, I know everybody thinks they run screen and roll or ISO one on one. That that's not the way it is at all. They they do a lot. Lot of coaching uh um yeah i i totally respect them but uh but i love the college game and uh we will we'll wrap it up there i guess did you ever want to make the jump to no. professional no i love college sports yeah. yeah you won't hear me mention pro sports very often unless you bring it up all right there you go coach mac enjoyed it man that was fun it was fun thank you we got the uh the podcast debuting on wednesday if all goes well so we'll uh keep an eye on on that and we'll let you know uh, how you can download that tomorrow and check it out right here on the pirate radio airwaves so excited about that 
Yeah, I might call in the show to promote it tomorrow. All right, sounds good. I'll hold you to that. Let's take a break. When we return, hour two of Pirate Radio Live, the Mully Man, Mike Mullis, going to join us in the Pirate Radio studios. We got a lot to talk about regarding ECU baseball. Also, um, we got intern Micah, Micah Dennis here with us, and I believe uh, another intern joining us as well. So uh, we'll uh, get the, uh, the interns on the mic at some point and let you get to know them more than you already know them. Uh, more to go on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When you walk through the doors of Villa Verde, you'll experience the sights, sounds, and smells of authentic Dominican flavors. Villa Verde is inviting you to come by this summer and try some of their amazing empanadas, famous red snapper, grouper bites, and seafood paella, Cuban sandwiches, and a whole lot more. And you can relax on the patio with a fresh mojito or cold beer while enjoying one of their out-of-this-world desserts, like their run, uh, excuse me, rum pineapple cake. Villa Verde on 10th Street, a platform for good and a proud supporter of the Pirate Nation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. Back with you. This is going to be fun. Pirate Radio Live. Boy, Mike Mullis is... I came in hot. On one today. Came in hot. Speaking of hot, it's freaking blazing outside. Damn. There's your Pirate Radio weather report. Brought to you by the Mully Man. Hot on that bald head of yours. It, dude, it's, sure. it's cra- I walked from the parking lot to the corner finishing a phone call. I thought I was going to die. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have you safe. Shape. Uh, yeah, you just walked in slinging darts at me right away, dude. It was awesome, and, I and def- you got I, so emotional. I it was myself, it's and so then e- you make fun of how it's I'm upset. So, it's so easy. Well, you yeah. Get, listen, here we go. High pitch clip. Obviously, is it's I, easy. I, I love. If I said what to you, what you said to me, you'd have probably left. No, I should have left anyway. Well, we you, hugged it out. It's okay. You hugged. I didn't hug you back. Well, you did kind of. <laughs> I did not. Okay. No hug for me. It'll be okay. If there's a hug scoreboard right now, you've given one. I've given zero. That was kind of a back hug, too. That was kind of a... That, that's your decision. But your smiles are hugs enough for me, buddy. <laughs> Good grief. Molly, what's hey, going man. on? No, nothing. It's hot in here, too. Hot in. You ever met Nelly? No, I haven't. Have you? No, didn't he have some connection to Charlotte? I no, know you're thinking, you're, you're thinking, yeah, you're thinking the Jodeci crowd. No, but Nelly had uh, something with the Hornets. I Charlotte's a big city. Oh, at some I mean, point, hadn't met Jordan either. You have met uh, Jodeci, right? I have. Are they performed at at, one our, of your at our homecoming? <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, at, on the road at Myers Park at, in football. That, that's the last thing that don't poke the bear. They poke the bear. It got oh. ugly in a hurry. <laughs> All right. Um, 
real quick can we meet we got a couple of new interns here yeah 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 i'd like to meet um one of our new interns she is can you get the the cans on and get up to the mic all the cans um micah dennis you, you know the name uh, she is a champion from ecu women's basketball and uh i believe coach uh when coach mcneil was on said that uh, probably off the air that you had a, a real interest in sports media correct yeah and you want to get involved in it but uh after your playing days are over correct yes so micah uh, it's awesome to have you here looking at your bio so where were you born um i was born in toronto Ontario, yeah. canada yeah and uh and i don't know i've heard like i guess vince carter and tracy mcgrady get credit for uh a lot of the professional and college basketball players we see now but what was it like coming up in canada as far as basketball goes um yeah it was definitely quite an experience um raptors games was like the highlight of my childhood we used to go all the time uh, my friends and family so but yeah i know it was a big thing especially my family and how did you go from toronto to stillwater what was your uh, recruitment like in basketball <sighs> man it was it was a process um <laughs> coming out of high school um i kind of ventured off to anything that was kind of far from home um i knew what i could what my potential was wasn't in canada i had to kind of branch out and go to the states um but yeah no i don't know i don't really remember how it happened i just remember one day i got a call a phone call from an assistant coach um saying that she had watched one of my high school games and kind of from there we kind of just started getting in contact and then next thing you know i want to visit so and uh your travels end you up here in greenville north carolina so how about uh your decision to come to ecu uh i feel like my decision was kind of an easy one after i realized like my potential here um coach kim she's an amazing person um on and off the court so it was definitely easy to kind of see my life here in, in uh, greenville so well, we'll get to know you more uh, throughout the summer as you'll uh, you'll be here as uh, an intern and learning the sports media. And if we have basketball tips we need, we'll uh, we'll ask you those as well. Cool, sounds good. Kind of work on my J, Molly. Yeah, next favorite sport? What's okay? Basketball's number one. Uh, volleyball is my second. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay, so I guess I don't know if you've seen the the shirts that are around East Carolina, the We the East. So we kind of knocked off the We the North, right? Oh, that's right. Oh, wow. The Raptors were the, <laughs> yeah. had the We the North. I so. didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're running around here somewhere. You'll, yeah, you'll see them. Yeah, okay. that is correct. All right, Molly, man. Well, we got to talk about uh, a, a former pirate, Alec Makarevich. How about that? Taking his talents to Raleigh. How about that? Right down the road. Uh, your thoughts? What happened? Uh, well, I mean, I, he obviously made a decision that was uh, was best for him, and I think it's um, – you know, it's and with with two college athletes sitting in the adjacent studio, it's it, it's a business decision, and it's uh, one that uh, hopefully he'll make work. And it'll be interesting to see him against ACC arms day in day out. I, I think that's uh, an obvious challenge for him. He is a uh, he's a uh, obviously an above average defender, maybe even collegiately an elite defender at third base, and had a few more errors this year than he would have probably liked to have had. Uh, kind of uncharacteristically, most of those being throwing errors, but. The, you know, if there's been a chink in the armor, it's been at the plate, and um, you know, but but obviously, um, the NC State gets a, a real. I mean, you talking about a seasoned guy, 
they get a seasoned guy. They get a guy that the stage ain't going to be too big for him. Uh, you know, he's not going to be starstruck. Uh, he's had tons of collegiate appearances at bats, uh, made defensive play. I mean, so it's. It, I would assume him to be a plug and play. Obviously, they lost a critical piece at third base last year, so this is probably a bridge type thing and uh, kind of a, you know, kind of an interesting one. You you, you know, you, you kind of go, well, was there nobody else in the mix but State? But it, it is what it is, and. He made that call and, you know, wish him all the best personally. Yeah, and been a lot of roster turnover, obviously, with, with the portal, but also the draft. And we'll talk to Tyler Brott here coming up later on this hour. And ECU, uh, in conjunction with that, has brought in a ton of names, Molly. And, and uh, we've talked, we talked about it with Coach Mack just last segment last hour that there are examples of when he, he straight up said you, you have to tell a guy that you're not going to play here you're welcome That's to stay right. but you're not going to play and I, the amac situation from what i understand was not that at all uh, but you have those conversations with guys and maybe uh we'll see some move on but you gotta somehow find a way to to fit your roster together if you're coach godwin and all these coaches yeah you know what i, I think when you look at the, i guess the last one to go into the portal was the lisi well, you know, the catcher that we, we really didn't see a whole lot. And, and I think that um, that's indicative that hopefully that uh, Will Coxon's coming back and we won't see him right. sign some type of undrafted free agent deal a little bit later. But, um, you know, all, all in all, man, it's it's the nature of the game. And, you know, you got to remember these scholarships are single-year renewables. They're, uh, the commitment is there to the, to the player and the player to the program. But at the same time, sometimes the math doesn't work. And, you know, you, you know especially – as it relates to the the time of the year that the draft is in, in baseball, and then you add in uh, the portal and summer ball having a big bearing over that because, I mean, let's face it, summer ball is kind of a mixed pot of guys from all over the place, and, you know, they're, they're in contact with players from other places, and conversations happen on and off the field about, man, you know, we sure could use a guy like you, and things happen. That's always happened. Uh, but, you know, all, all those things added together – these coaches and programs still have to protect themselves. They have to bring guys in. We've talked about it before where, you know, the, the freshman incoming classes and uh, are are big. And there's a lot of yeah. guys out there trying to kind of figure it out. So you're protecting uh, for the draft and for the portal. Right. You now. just, yeah, you, you're filling spots that you, you really don't know how many spots to fill. And, and you know, we we kind of saw it last year with a, a real late pickup of, uh, drawing a blank on his name, but the kid from Wilmington after Agnos signed kind of unexpectedly. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, these things happen and it's, it's part of it, but I, I do have to completely agree with you. I think the uh, the AMAC deal was was kind of an eyebrow raiser. Um, I, I, you know, it's 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 very interesting. Um, I think more interesting is going to be to see. We'll fully expect that we'll go through this every year, right? Just fully expect, not necessarily a, a, a starter of that magnitude leaving, but fully expect that you're going to have guys come in and guys go out, and and, and that's that's just kind of where where things are right now and a lot of folks speculated and and maybe for good reason because they see the stories today that he might have been offered money by somebody and he ends up going to state but like offered a big bag nil bag uh, and and maybe he was after the fact but i don't think that was a determining factor in him leaving here you know what man what you got i try try to temper this the tampering in baseball is probably as bad as it is in any other sport there's so many avenues to get back to a player uh, a summer coach, a high school coach, uh, a, a friend of a friend, your AA, your yeah, travel yeah, yeah, travel ball guy. So you know the, the 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 conduit for conversation to make those offers be it appropriate or inappropriate, and, and we're not speaking on any one situation because we don't know what Alec Makarovich got, nor is it any of our business. But as it relates to the overall environment of college baseball. 
the the opportunities are there for uh, very very easy contact back to somebody related to the player. So uh, you know, I mean, did he make a financial deal? I, who knows, man. And if he did, good on him. And if it's one that that you know could be matched here maybe wasn't even offered to be matched that's a decision that's made behind closed doors between you know uh two you know two adult men being uh coach gowan and 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 alec makarevich and at the end of the day the decision is made for him to move on and the program to move on and you know it, it is what it is very rarely do you see a guy play as many games as alec makarevich did at east carolina so uh in appreciation for all that everybody should uh maybe temper their uh, responses to a point if it's not a positive one and uh, let the young man live his life. You mentioned Delisi uh, moving on. Uh, Jamie says, I find it weird McChrystal and Wilcoxon are both still here. No, I, you know, me too. I, 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 won't, I, I won't deny that. I, but I do think it, it gives you uh, an interesting situation. Somebody's got a catch and it gives you a DH possibility. Uh, freshman catcher coming in. Uh, maybe, you know, you may even see, obviously, first base could be a little bit of a question mark with, you would think Cam Clodge goes over there fairly easily. But, uh, you know, there may be some time to be had down there. I, and I don't know, uh, a lot of times your corner infield guys can catch and your catchers can play corner infield. So who knows? They're all moving parts. Uh, we've heard Cliff say several times that he recruits baseball players. He likes guys that can that can do multiple things. And, uh, you know, this may be a situation where you see that. Uh, again, uh, we're, we're totally speculating because right. we, we have no idea. We what The facts are you've got guys that have la- uh, left. The facts are you've got 17 guys coming in uh, from a freshman standpoint and then a handful of uh, portal transfers, uh, none of which stand out as being a third baseman necessarily. But, um, you know, you've got Dixon Williams. You've got there a number of of solutions over there, and I'm sure it's going to create a a highly competitive environment uh, going into the fall. Mike Mullis joining us. Um, you got some questions before the show on Twitter that uh, wanted to ask that people wanted to ask you and Coach Mack. How would you treat the Alex? Uh, he spelled his name wrong on purpose as a slight. Alec Makarevich. He put Alex Makarevich uh, situation as a coach with the rest of your team and with the media. Uh, and, and I know what that is. That's kind of a. a a shot over the bow of some things that that coaches posted on social media, and I and I think a, a lot of that is in the eye of the reader. I so think, the one thing he said was the the program will always be bigger than one player. That's right, and and I think he's making a a a cultural statement about his program. I don't, I don't think that's intended to be. Listen, let's face it, Cliff Gowan's not a. Uh, not a petty guy that he that's not a uh, I don't think that's intended to be a direct shot I think what he is saying is hey we, you know life goes on and our culture is stronger than any one person I mean it's the old you know you've heard the the the, the cliches about the you know you're only strong as your weakest link and all these I mean so uh, maybe another way of saying it if it's me I you know I I mean I don't even know if you if you acknowledge it right. I, I think you I think you move on and you go hey look we're you know, yeah. Look, he's going to be sorely missed, and he was a great addition. And man, he, he was a great pirate and uh, served this program well. And now it's now it's time to 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 move on and yeah. turn the page. I, I mean, everybody's going to leave at some point, right? There's nobody that's going to have a, uh, a an indefinite baseball playing career or basketball or football playing career in East Carolina. It just it's just the way it is. Yeah, I don't like coach speak. Uh, I like when guys mix it up, but sometimes it's necessary. And sure. you just kind of move right along. And 
and look i i saw a lot of transferring down and it might have been some butthurt folks uh saying that uh, because they're going to state and they hate state but as far as a program it's about a lateral move i guess maybe up maybe down as far as a conference you know you know when we'll know that we'll know that at the end of next year as far as a conference goes because you mentioned this earlier right. cnm against acc acc way better than the american yeah right it goes now. sec acc and then the rest of the world yeah. so i mean it's you know it, it, there's um there's no mystery about that and i've heard people obviously the speculation about he did it for more exposure listen there's some realistic like metrics here as it relates to measurable numbers amac is of the age now where from a professional standpoint you know it's time to it's time to make it happen if it's going to happen and and i don't know that him going to state is is anything to help make that happen i think all he's going to do is is become a year older and yeah he'll be exposed to to better pitching and he'll be exposed to to more consistently better pitching i would say there you know we some pretty good arms in the conference last year it's the day in day out arms so you know I, again I, I don't know I, do i call it a lateral transfer to I, who i mean who knows that's in the, the you know that's in the the eye of the, of the beholder so to speak but uh it, it is undeniable that the acc top to bottom is a far superior conference to the aac yeah, and as far as exposure goes, I mean, you had, what, Campbell guys and, I mean, all kinds of... Yeah, you would see Charlotte gets five guys pop, Campbell gets four guys pop. If you're pop, a guy, they know you it, and they'll it, find it, you. Well, look, let's face it, the same scouts are going to all these places, right? I mean, how many times have just us in, in Greenville we make a day trip to Raleigh? It's not like we're talking about somebody going to Stanford to get greater exposure. I mean, it's they're all very, very connected by the same scouts, the same folks. Uh, are seeing these players regardless of where they are because that's you know that's their job and that this is the territory that they roam in and it happens to be right now that you know north carolina is a hotbed for baseball and there's really good players coming out of here uh both at the high school and the collegiate levels and all levels of collegiate baseball uh and we you know this kind of reminds me years back and this has been 15 years or, or better probably of like w- what virginia beach newport news back with like the david wright the uptons those those guys coming out of that area at the time you could literally go pitch a tent in virginia beach and fill your roster and feel pretty good about what you had i think north carolina has kind of become that uh to a point but again these cycles will end as well uh and it's you know it, it's it, we just happen to be right now in a, in a position where every team is pretty good in the state uh speaking of baseball and the state and baseball going on uh sarah says best of luck to pit post 39 tonight yeah molly as they uh are playing are they in Bowie's creek yep. okay yep they're playing for the eastern region tonight so good luck to uh, coach meadows uh, coach meadows and the the 39ers as they call themselves now so um you know nothing nothing more fun in my baseball experience than the than the runs that i had as you know on the coaching staff and as the head coach of uh, post 39 back in the day they're facing fuquay varina tonight seven o'clock uh at campbell university so area one championship game as you said that'll be uh something to follow and uh also yeah Good luck to uh, Coach Meadows. Great guy. Yeah, and I think – I don't know how it's working this year, but I think that's a game for seeding uh, more than it is for whether or not they get in the state championship. I, I think it's a one-gamer to decide uh, where they end up seeding-wise. I could be wrong about that, but typically if it's a decider as to who goes, it's a best of three or best of five, depending on, again, you know how they're playing them these days. American Legion Baseball is changing an awful lot. 
Eric, we almost had to ban you yesterday, and you're back at it again. He said, pitch a tent. Uncle Mully, that means something totally different in my vernacular. I mean, how do you deal with, with people like this, Molly? Well, all right, good for you, E. <laughs> well, I, you know. Just move on? Move yeah, along? Yeah, I don't, I don't you, even you know. You don't have a yeah. response to that? All right, uh, what else on your your mind, Molly? Oh, no, I, you know, I, lots of things. Start, <laughs> I know. Start, start, I, start a football. I, you know, I think is kind of fired up about that around the house. And Yeah? Yeah, but you, there's something you're thinking that you want me to talk about. No, I, I, at some around. point I want to get, I want to do the NIL talk discussion about, with you do you but not today okay. because we got uh tyler brock coming up so we gotta you know okay. wrap it up here so right. we don't have time you talk about your braves no i lost two in a row i know it how about that yeah is anybody more surprised than them uh, uh and the rockies they'll be all right no they lost to the white Sox. the white Sox. there it is yeah, yeah well sorry same white Sox, rockies the crazy thing is the braves had won 10 or 11 straight series in a row up to that point the the last time they lost the series was to the oakland athletics wow and then that's that series streak ends with the white Sox. for whatever reason they stink against stinky teams so i guess we're going to say they play down to their competition they got the diamondbacks uh coming up tonight they should be able to win that series because the diamondbacks are pretty good they'll lose it no just i don't know what where's the home run streak consecutive Uh, games of the home run uh, that is a good question we had a little fun with that yeah that might have ended on uh on Sunday, yeah, well, they, they only got one run. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they shut out one night, right? Because I was like, man, I think they got beat nine nothing, maybe, or maybe it was nine one or something. But I was very shocked by the score. Yeah, uh, but they will be just. Uh, you know what? I'll look at this as a positive. They don't need to win every single game before the playoffs start. No, that's right. You're not going undefeated the rest of the way. So that's uh, that's how I feel about that. All right, um, <laughs> more more Eric. We gotta get gotta get Eric out of here. Yeah, we'll we'll table did, that. Did I mention anything about pitching a tent? Yeah, you're gonna pitch a tent in Virginia Beach and fill out. Oh, your baseball okay, roster. I did. Yeah, okay, I just flew right through that <laughs> one. I did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, again, you weren't thinking in those terms. No, I was not. Uh, you got fo- you're ready for football? What ECU? Oh, all, NFL? all around, man. It's time. Matter of uh, fact, we were looking at the, JP two. Uh, look, yeah, all of it. High school football. Yeah, we were uh, we were getting fired up last night looking at the. Uh, I said, hey guys, the uh, the Hall of Fame game's coming up, so we had to go through all that that you know explain to to my youngest one he's like man so aaron Rodgers." i said bud they may show him but he will not be on the field the sean watson versus aaron Rodgers. i mean wow uh, how about you molly you got this uh this sad sack off your team oh, aaron Rodgers. Gonna be, it's gonna be brutal we're gonna be brutal but are you glad oh yeah. you don't have to worry about that moving anymore? on we got to deal with jordan love for a year you maybe don't two. like jordan love so you know what? And I, I never forget you calling me after they drafted Jordan Love, and you were like, "Man, what'd you think?" And I know you were gonna, thought I was going to just bash him, but I was like, "Well, he's a good athlete, and it's the way the game's going. So maybe they know something we don't." Like I've, I, I mean, he played at Nevada, so I never saw him play. So but I'm like, you've seen enough to this point to I just think don't he's know, not the I guy. Just, I don't know if he can do it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, you know, but but there again, I hope I'm wrong and. It would be absolutely amazing for them to have hit on another one and we go like, you know, three Hall of Famers in a row. You're definitely due to Oh, no, we're due to, lay, we're due to lay an egg. And I think this is probably an ostrich egg. All right, Mully, man. Uh, got, oh, we did have one more question for you. Did Mully see Wiz Khalifa throw out the first pitch on Mushrooms? Are you asking, was I on Mushrooms when Wiz Khalifa threw the first pitch out, or did was Wiz Khalifa on Mushrooms and he threw the first pitch out? Wiz Khalifa apparently was on Mushrooms okay. when he threw out the first pitch. 
I did not see either. No, okay. I did not. I did not consume mushrooms. Movie. Okay, we got it here. Uh, I can't see the catcher. I don't know where. The I, I, I still would say that's. I mean, it's. Well, I mean, if he's on mushrooms, that's a plus effort. And maybe you know, maybe he's uh, on the Aaron Rodgers plan and a little ayahuasca, a little ayahuasca kind of cleared the brain, and he went out and dialed one up. Was it Ellis that threw the no hitter on LSD? Yeah. Yeah, uh, was it something else? I don't know. Doc Ellis, I think it was like uh, the affectionate name. But yeah, no, he was. Uh, yeah, there's a. What kind of performance enhancers did you did you take before games? That, that ibuprofen. I mean, I was scared to death. All that stuff, scared to death. There were greenies everywhere, but I was like, nah. Greenies were like the uppers, uppers. or whatever yeah, that everybody yeah. was taking back yeah. then. Yeah, and you would see some guy say, "It was like, man, dude, you have got to chill out." And what pe- was this minor leagues? Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, and this is you, you man. You take that stuff, and I don't know, man. Have at it. I it's like Red Bull. I can't drink Red Bull. Like I coffee, I'm good. I I just get all jittery. I got enough energy. I you know. Yeah. Well, you came in here fired up. No, I did. I came off top rope. Yeah, throwing stuff. You're, you're so nice to me on the air compared to off the air. I'm always nice to you. Cause we had a great conversation tonight off the air on just talking sports. I thought so too. Yeah. So you're so fragile. Then you came in crushing me. I did. The thing you said to me, I, I'll never forget. Good. <laughs> so I'll always have a place in that brain of yours. You know, there's a lot of stuff in that brain, and I just that's all it took for me to stake claim in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. No, you I, you did go about three octaves high, Molly. Always enjoy. It. Always a, always a great time. Bob. We'll, we'll take a break when we return. Uh, Tyler Broad going to join us, and apparently his former uh, roommate is now interning at Pirate Radio. We'll introduce you to another Pirate Radio intern uh, that will be joining us, and he might have a question or two for the former Pirate righty. We'll do that when we return. Pirate Radio Live. We roll on on a Tuesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back. Your vehicle is a big part of your life, and that's why you should trust the team at Greenville Auto World for all things automotive. Greenville Auto World is now under new ownership by the Cook Management Group, but still believes in fair prices, superior service, and treating customers right. Tommy Cook and his team now have five dealerships in eastern North Carolina with a fully stocked inventory of SUVs, trucks, and cars. For sales or service, visit Greenville Auto World on Highway 43 or online at greenvilleautoworld.net pirates supporting pirates now let's head back in to prl here is your host clip brock all right back with you pirate radio live here on a hot tuesday in eastern north carolina got shirley Rhodes here the chan man the big dog glenn griffin and a couple new interns on their first days here in the pirate radio studios and we got to know micah dennis a little bit earlier on and uh we'll now welcome intern uh is it dan daniel Intern Dan. Intern Dan is a is quite the quite the name to start off, but let's just go with Danny for now. Danny, okay, Danny, Danny, do you, what's your sports background? 
Got a little bit of everything. A lot of baseball, a lot of football, a lot of basketball. You play baseball? Yeah, I play occasionally, every once in a while. Who do you yeah. play with? Yeah, play for the uh, East Carolina Pirates. Ever heard of them? Are you any good? No, no I wouldn't. I mean, you have to ask around, but I'd, I'd like to think so. <laughs> All right. What do you think, folks? Is uh, intern Danny any good? Danny Beal. Is there any relation to Bradley Beal? I wish. I do have his basketball jersey hanging in my closet <laughs> right now, but I no, I'm not yeah, related. I'd like nice to get some to his money. Get a cousin, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know check from him uh, on yeah. christmas uh danny awesome to have you and, and micah here and uh we're gonna we're gonna put you to the test on your expertise on the video board audio board things like that yeah. uh but we're gonna let you be a part of this interview because you know uh, the guy we're gonna talk to pretty well yeah right? i sure do tyler was my uh roommate this past fall and spring so we're, <laughs> we're pretty close and i know probably more than i should about him so it's gonna be interesting great all right well tyler brought joining us former ecu pitcher now a member of the st louis cardinals organization Tyler, appreciate your time. How you doing, man? Yeah, no problem, Cliff. Love to come on the show. And it's uh, it's great to have you. Let's let's go back to uh, a week or so ago when you hear your name called in the MLB draft. What was that like for you? Uh, I actually just got run running, uh, just got done running stadiums at the time, and we were about to do the pitching circuit with all the freshmen. And I got the phone call, so it was pretty awesome. You know, I was excited. My family was excited, and uh, it was just a, something special to be a part of. Were you expected uh, to hear your name called? What were the, the conversations like going into the draft, Tyler? Uh, going into the draft, it was a little bit quiet. Um, you know, I received, you know, two or three calls about if I was going to sign or not. And uh, I had uh, Coach G call me too as well and made sure that I wasn't going to sign for anything that wasn't worth me. So he looked out for me on that part. And then kind of day two of the draft came around and it, the calls started to pick up a little bit. Interesting process. A lot of things to figure out, right, Tyler? So then uh, how about, you know, leading up to that call? Were there other teams uh, that you had spoken to interested in you, uh, or when did you know it was going to be St. Louis? Uh, so I talked to St. Louis on the last, or on day two in the 10th round, and then I also talked to the Blue Jays at the same time. And then they said they were both going to give me a call back on day three, which is what happened, and St. Louis was the best option for me. Awesome. All right. So uh, what's it been like since getting that call? Where are you now and uh, and what are you up to? So I'm in Jupiter, Florida right now. It's kind of a quick turnaround. I had to move out of the house, go back to South Carolina and then jump on a plane the next day. Uh, we just got here. I just got done doing all my physicals and all the introductory stuff, a little orientation. And the last two days I've gotten up to go to the complex and throw and do a couple baseball things. Which has been fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Tyler brought uh, joining us, and how much of it was just not wanting to live with Danny Beal anymore? <laughs> <laughs> that played a big part of it. Big part of it, you know. But Danny was a great roommate, and uh, okay, dude, enough. When I came there in the summer, Danny was the first person I met, so it was awesome. All right, good recruiting job, I guess, by you, Danny. Or... It was it was interesting because so we live. It was me, Cam Clanch. Tyler and then Garrett Chandler, who played with us uh, at ECU when he was a freshman, our freshman year, the 2021 year. Um, but yeah, so we were all at summer ball, Clanch and I were. So he was at our house alone for an entire summer, just living in a brand new house in a brand new place with nobody to really know. And I came and visited him one weekend and I was like, hey, uh, I'm the guy you're going to be living with for the next uh, year or so. So nice to finally meet you. And he was, he had his whole Xbox set up in his room and his room was set up and his girlfriend came to visit a couple of times. So he wasn't too lonely, but I'd like to think that he made himself at home. <laughs> that is awesome. And uh, and Tyler, how about your, your brief but fun and productive time here at ECU. What was it like for you here in Greenville? 
Oh, man, it was awesome. You know, I got to experience something I've never experienced in college baseball, and that goes to the fans, um, you know, the hard work that this program puts in, the coaching staff, the attention to detail, and, uh, I mean, least of all, winning. So it was, it was a great spot for me to come and experience. Tyler, I was looking uh, earlier today back and, and kind of just going over your, your stats and things like that and watched the highlights from the North Carolina game in Chapel Hill uh, earlier in the, early in the year, and you guys able to to win your, your second in a row against them. And I know you came in in a big spot there, got some outs, couldn't quite finish it, but Carter Spivey uh, had your back there. But uh, you, were, you were pretty emotional in that game. What? Uh, how about that game and other uh, memories you're going to have from, from your time here? Oh, that was awesome. that was a great game to be a part of. So I pitched against uh, UNC a couple times in my career, and uh, that was the first time I actually had to come out of the bullpen against UNC. And I came into a jam, got us out of the jam, and then kind of put us in a jam and handed the ball over to Cutter Spivey. And you know that was exciting, and he kind of cleaned it up for me. But that was one of my biggest moments as a, a Pirate, and also goes back to that Friday night game against them too. You know, sold out crowd. It's just something awesome to be a part of the life of a pitcher right danny yeah, you get out of a jam put somebody else in a jam you never know right yeah it's it's the it's the life of being a pirate pitcher it's the same thing me and jay connor always give each other a hard time that whenever i come in to clean up his mess and he'll always come in and manage a way to give up all my runs but none of his when he comes in to pick my mess up so it's kind of funny <laughs> those stats are misleading sometimes oh, they right? are uh talking to tyler brock got danny bill here danny uh all right fire away what are your uh professional interview questions for tyler brock <laughs> tyler my first question is what's the first thing you're going to use to buy with your uh, signing bonus uh i need to buy a new uh pitching wedge <laughs> uh, a couple couple sand irons uh and an eight and a nine iron so that's what i think i'm going to do with mine i just think you need a whole new bag i mean we need to really work on your touch and your golf game so i think that's a good place <laughs> to start just get golf <laughs> yeah might, might need to give up golf to begin with <laughs> no we're not going to give it up <laughs> but a lesson or two might help do you know at this point, Tyler, uh, how, how much golf will you be able to do here in the next few months? And and, and what's your well, I mean, what's your schedule going to be like here uh, the rest of the way? So right now it's a lot of uh, early morning, get to the complex before that Florida heat starts. You know, get to get real bad, and uh, we throw, do everything. We get done about two o'clock. So I have usually the afternoons off to myself, but that's for right now i mean next week i could be playing with the palm beach cardinals which is their low a team and to finish the season with them to get a couple innings it was just way to hear right now yeah and then both of you guys coming off a, a full season so i guess danny no summer ball for you this year no no we uh it was there was a good group of us tyler was in that group initially until the draft but there was a group of us that stayed back to work out with the freshmen and kind of get them used to everything while coaches were recruiting and stuff so we're still here um, obviously, the guys that got drafted are gone and playing in their professional careers and stuff like that. But um, you know, Tyler was Tyler was a good influence on the freshmen while he was here, and obviously they still look up to him. But you know, we're all just trying to get the freshmen used to it before we get back for the fall. Yeah, and uh, I mean, Tyler, you, you got I guess a little time off, but you're still working out, keeping the arm ready. So if you are designated to go play in the next week or two, uh, you're ready to go. Your arm's ready to go. Yeah, so uh, I started. I took two weeks off at the end of the season just to kind of relax, be with my family, and then I came back to ECU and hit the ground running again. And this week I'll build up again, and then hopefully Friday or Saturday I'll have my first bullpen with the Cardinals. 
Uh, we've got a, quite a pipeline from ECU to to St. Louis, and I know you didn't you weren't teammates with all these guys, Tyler. But going all the way back to Seth Manus, you got Evan Krasinski, Chris Holba, and of course Alec Burleson playing with the Cardinals right now. And uh, Jamie's asking, you know, have you have you talked to Alec at all? Have you you know talked about uh, any mention of being an ECU guy there with that Cardinals Tyler, organization? You got to tell him about the pipeline group chat you got put in right when you got there. <laughs> Yeah, I got a little pipeline group chat between the scout that drafted me and all those guys, and so that was pretty cool. Um, you know, every time I say East Carolina, they always talk about how many guys they get out of there, which is awesome, but I haven't talked to Burley since uh, the fall. You kind of mentioned uh, Coach Godwin and, and leading up to the draft and the conversations. What were the conversations like with Coach post-draft? What did you guys talk about? Uh you know, I just was thankful for everything that he's done for me and uh, giving me the opportunity to be a pirate. Um, you know, always had my best interest in his mind, and it was almost like, all right, man, now the real work starts. You know, always feel free to come home. You know, ECU's a new home for me, and I'm sure with his open-door invite, I'm going to be coming back a lot in the fall to work out with the guys and just hang out with my old teammates. Well, Danny, how about from your perspective? You you hate to see your buddies go. You you want the best for them, but also you want to win. So, you know what what's all going through your mind when you see Moylan and Groves and and Brott? And uh, we'll talk to Landon again later this week when you see these guys move on. It's unfortunate. I mean, you look at it as you know. I you know I've gotten so close to Tyler, and obviously with Josh and Josh, they've been you know with us for three years. I was freshman roommates with Groves, so we got super close as it was. But obviously, you're happy for them because you know they get to start the professional career i mean everybody's had that dream since they were little um obviously i wish they could have stayed to help us you know try to get to omaha but like i said i told tyler when he left that i'm super happy for him that he's very fortunate to be in the in the spot that he's in right now and he needs to take full advantage of it but i told him before he left and constant the same thing that he's got a spot on our couch whenever he gets back to greenville so <laughs> but we're very excited that he's got the opportunity he has and same with landon and josh and josh and um you know it's 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 a very cool thing to see guys that you play with whether it be you know gavin Thomas Francisco, Norby, all those guys as they go on to play. Um, very see that it's nice to see them be successful for sure. No doubt. And and Tyler, uh, you've done enough to this point to get drafted, get recognized, and now you, you try to take that next step. So I don't know personally, what do you want to improve on? Has anybody there around those parts kind of talked to you about a plan on what they want to do uh, with you pitching wise? So the plan that right now is just to uh, work on spinning the ball early in the count, or uh, even when I get behind and. 2-0, counts to be have the confidence to, you know, spin the ball in the zone there and steal a strike, but also playing to my strengths and throwing my fastball, you know, at the top of the zone and just kind of letting it eat and just playing off the fastball a lot with the breaking stuff and trusting the breaking stuff in any count, um, throwing it early in the count just to change the eyesight, you know. One of their biggest things was, like, you don't have to be perfect with the breaking ball, you know. You can just flip it in there. If it's below the zone, it gets called a ball. It's a ball. It doesn't matter if it's off the plate. It doesn't really matter. You know, we just change the eye level and we can also go back to the breaking ball or, you know, flood the zone with a heater. I remember talking to uh, to Garrett Saylor at the beginning of the year and asking him about spin rate and and all that good stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, I just kind of throw it." And then so and and everybody's different. How much do you guys pay attention to that analytic side? How much of it is just going off your the basics that you've you've done your whole life? What about you, Tyler? So a lot of it's field stuff, but you know it's always good to look at the TrackMan report and the spin stuff to kind of back up the feel. You know, at the end of the day, like you need to get out. 
but if the spin is there, you know, the spin numbers are good and it's spinning how it should and you feel comfortable with it, it kind of just boosts your confidence up uh, to another level. And Danny, your ball's got some spin on it. So how much do you, do you pay attention to that stuff? I know this might be hard to believe, but I don't look at it into that stuff much at all. I know Tyler and Landon Ginn and Spivey looked into that stuff a lot, but I just never really found... I mean, maybe it's just because I don't really understand it that well, <laughs> but um, I don't really try to look into that stuff. It just kind of fills my head with stuff that I try not to worry about. I just try to go out there and throw strikes and pitch and get out. So that's kind of what I base you know that kind of stuff off of. So, Danny Beal uh, here in studio going to be interning with us and Tyler Brott uh, interning with the St. Louis Cardinals. It's not <laughs> yeah. a bad summer internship as he's uh, moving his way up the ranks. So, uh, Tyler, we wish you the best, man. And just once again, kind of capping this off, uh, where can we look for you maybe uh, potentially on the field uh, pretty soon, you think? Hopefully by next week I'll know where I'm going and I'll make sure to reach out with uh, intern Dan there and I'll let him know <laughs> if he can pass it on, pass the message along. But hopefully I'm with you know either low A or high A and finish the season out with them and then start the off season. Awesome stuff. Well, Tyler, we wish you the best, man, and uh, we'll be rooting for you back here in Greenville. We'll keep in touch and uh, talk to you again down the road, man. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. There's uh, Tyler Broad, and uh, pretty cool, Danny. I, I mean, when you see these guys, you you say, hey, uh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there one day. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like I was saying earlier, it's really cool to see them kind of go on and have that success. And obviously, it's it's been a dream of mine, And I, but I think that my, from my point of view and my situation, it's a little different from theirs. And I'm looking forward to my senior year here and looking forward to hopefully helping us get to Omaha. But I'm so incredibly happy for them to be in the position they're in. It's just, it's nice to see, you know, friends become, you know, future brothers and teammates and see where they are and make money playing a game at the end of the day. Absolutely. So. Uh, our buddy, former Pirate Brandon Manning said, Danny B. Dad is one of the best fans in the stadium. <laughs> Great dude. Scotty is the man. So there's a shout out to uh, Scotty Bill. I he's going to eat that up. Yeah, he's. He, I get a lot of, a lot of, a lot of grief. I guess for lack of a better word, for the stuff that he says to you know the other team. But you know he he's you know you can always hear him on the broadcast screaming. He's every single one of our players' biggest fans. He's you know he he's very nice when it comes to complimenting. You know he's he's kind of the leader of the of the crowd behind our dugout i guess for for the for the season but you know he's uh he he was cheering every single time for all the players he's not you know a homer uh you know the classic baseball dad where he only cheers for his son and everybody else isn't as good but he's you know he's a big fan of you know ecu and you know he's he's very grateful for everything that we've done Awesome stuff. Uh, we got intern Micah, intern Dan, slash Danny Field. Uh, Danny joining us here uh, at Pirate Radio this summer. So excited to talk some sports and also uh, have them learn kind of the behind-the-scenes stuff. And uh, we'll get to know them more as we move along. Let's take a break. One more segment to go here in Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Former ECU tight end Bryce Williams will join us in Hour 3. We got more to go when we return after this. Doesn't even matter how hard you try Keep that in mind I design this rhyme You explain in due time All I know Time is a valuable thing Watch it fly by As the pendulum swings Watch it count
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Unique Custom T-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event. We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Shout out to our guy, Randolph, P1 listener and viewer on YouTube, and uh, just dropped by. Some goodies for us. That hit the uh, spot right there. We continue to get fatter, and I just hope the uh, the new Division One athlete interns don't turn out like us and eat like we do. <laughs> and uh, I'll go and send out apologies to Coach Godwin and uh, Coach McNeil for that. But uh, oh yeah, we're gonna totally get yelled at because the amount <laughs> of stuff that we have here for y'all to eat. Oh, oh man, it's not exactly Co- the healthiest option. Coach, I mean, I'm just waiting for that day that I walk in the office. And Coach Godwin and Coach McNeil are sitting in Jonathan's office waiting yeah. for me. Like, we don't mind what y'all are doing as far as on the air, you know, production, but the yeah, well, food. Yeah, we got to talk about the nutrition, y'all. The nutrition <laughs> has got to pick up around here. Uh, and you know what? It probably should anyway. Yeah, but I like to eat. It, the summer's uh, coming to an end. It's too late. I'm going to use the excuse that it's too late. We need to, like, next year, we us, us three, we need to do, like, a summer diet. We need to do, like, a diet plan. No. Workout. You don't want me on a diet plan. Why? Because I get hangry. You? Yes. No, No, you don't. No. I've never seen you get hangry before. Oh, that was dripping with sarcasm. No. (laughs) Holy cow. (laughs) Holy cow. Uh, A little Mike Patrick action there. Coming up, uh, hour three, we got Bryce Williams joining us and uh, maybe more from uh, interns. Uh, Micah and Danny as well. And uh, I want to talk about, too, the the running backs. Uh, there's a new united front in the NFL. All the running backs are coming together. It happened yesterday on Twitter, and we'll bring that up with Bryce. and Past uh, and present. And get his thoughts yeah. on uh, what's going on in the NFL right now. So who do you got? Well, first of all, you've got Dalvin Cook and... I know to a lesser degree, but Kareem Hunt are not on rosters. Ezekiel Elliott's not on a roster, right? Saquon Barkley's not on a roster yet. Saquon Barkley is on a roster. Well, he hasn't. He does not have a long term. Yeah, he doesn't have a long term contract. He wants now. You he's in a separate boat because you got him and Josh Jacobs who are on teams, but they want you know long term deals instead of being franchised, and it looks like that's what's going to happen to them. Um, so you had them kind of airing their grievances publicly, but even more than that, was, oh, Jonathan Taylor is another guy too that was very outspoken about what's going on. I guess he wants uh, uh, to get off his rookie deal, which if you look at the numbers, uh, he deserves to do so. But even aside from that, you had who Chandler Christian McCaffrey come out, which he has yeah. already got his bag right so now he's he's kind of speaking for others at this point right uh but you had a lot of running backs around the league kind of raising awareness i don't know i wish i could find the post there's a post somewhere where i mean there was at least five or six running backs that are currently in the league right now that were 
posting their frustrations of you know the situation around the the pay of running backs and how they're kind of mistreated and well um, they all kind of responded to matt miller at nfl draft scout and let me see if i can find his original post austin eckler another one of those guys by the way we left out so he said been saying it for years draft a running back play the running back if he's good franchise the running back one time and then draft another running back and he's saying this this is it's kind of tough but it's the way it is it's reality it's practical but this is the tweet that all those running backs responded to like austin eckler saying this is the kind of trash that has artificially devalued one of the most important positions in the game that was austin eckler's comments to matt miller i don't know if matt miller is saying this is necessarily right but this is how it goes in the nfl so well running backs i mean for the most part have a relatively short shelf life sure as far as the position that you're playing i mean quarterbacks can go you know six seven years wide receivers maybe about that long if you're really good uh running backs they take such a beating you know from a physical standpoint that you know you might get maybe three four years out of a particular running back before you know injuries start to surface and they slow down just a little bit and those types of things it's rare to see one that will go for a long extended period of time so why not draft a a running back as a replacement for absolutely you know it makes sense business sense but i also understand where the running backs are coming from you know their shelf life is short they want to get as much money as they can in the small amount of time that they're on the field pay us and then let's go by the time their rookie deals are over they're already kind of going down the hill uh as far as that goes all right let's take a break when we return hour three we'll talk about this uh topic we'll talk about transfer portal and uh and those topics with bryce williams and we'll go outdoors a lot to go hour three we'll also make you a winner when we return your questions and comments as well back with you on pirate radio live on a tuesday after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you ready and pre-approved if the home you want to purchase comes for sale today? Well, Integrity Home Mortgage offers a wide variety of programs ranging from conventional government and portfolio loans plus construction and lot loans the integrity home mortgage team of talbot green braxton green and joanne weir offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve call them today at 252-714-2076 integrity home mortgage part of pirates supporting pirates now let's head back in to prl here's clip all right back with you pirate radio live on a tuesday Charlie Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. We got a couple of new interns who happen to be D1 athletes at East Carolina. Micah Dennis from women's basketball. Danny Beal from ECU baseball. And a former D1 athlete to my left, Big Bryce Williams, joining us. Let's hit the music, Shirley. Let's keep my intro. I saw the light. I would... 
baptized by the fire and your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. Me and Chandler got to go on a summer tour or something. Every week. Summer tour with a summer diet? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It, it'll all be in conjunction with one another. Those Bryce. Two covers. What's, yeah, the we'll summer do, diet tour. We'll do the uh, get the crowd into it with some of their yeah. faves. Yeah, y'all have good energy. We got and energy. Vocals, dummy, not, I don't want to forget that. You know what else we got? Chemistry, Bryce. <laughs> important on a football field. Important uh, in radio. Important uh, in life. Exactly. To have that. You know, you just meet some people you don't have that chemistry with. Right. Yeah. You can't just spark up a conversation as easy as like me and you can. That's right. Chandler. You know. I mean. It becomes awkward. There's silences. You don't know how to feel the air. Exactly. It's just a brutal situation. All right, uh, Bryce, hot one. You, how you doing out there? Yeah, I'm, man. Hey, I've been hydrated, but I've been sweating, but we're good. Yeah, good to go. And uh, getting closer and closer mm-hmm. to the start of football season and to the start of the Pirate Radio football kickoff party, mm-hmm. which is coming up Thursday, August 31st, 7 o'clock at the State Theater. And we are pumped to have chairman of the board mm-hmm. playing this year. Speaking of hits, they have uh, a million of them, and they'll be playing uh, all the fan favorites. It's coming up on Thursday, August 31st. You can hang out with the Pirate Radio crew, hang out with the Pirate Nation, and get an awesome live concert mm-hmm. for just 10 bucks. Uh, go to PR927FM.com. $10 tickets available, and uh, all of 100% of the proceeds will go to the Jeff Charles Scholarship Fund as we remember the voice. Usually the voice is there to give us a speech and to party with us and uh, lost him this year, and uh, he will uh, remember him this year at the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party. And Bryce, we hope you can be uh, a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about to say. First, this catchy uh, flyer got my attention. Yeah, obviously, the more you described it, seems like a good time. So I will uh, jot that down. I remember uh, you got there. You were like fashionably late last year. I want to say. Yeah, because I <laughs> thought it was uh, it was some. Uh, I thought something started, I think at the start of oh, yeah. 30, <laughs> and like y'all had like a pregame kind of deal or yeah. something, and I'd... Well, you're invited to the pregame, the VIP, you're VIP, man. I'll read the small print this time. Yeah, yeah, all right, and we'll make sure we do a better job of, you know, sometimes you got to put that small print in big, bold letters exactly. for some people. Exactly, yeah. sometimes I just read what's in front of me, I don't, you know... <laughs> All right, Bryce, uh, we, I took a look at the line for ECU Michigan earlier this week. Do you remember what it was when we originally oh, talked it about was, it? Uh, or around the ballpark? Was it like 30-something? Mm, it was. Uh, this week it is sitting at a cool 35-and-a-half. Michigan favored by 35-and-a-half points. Five tugs. We are at yes, we are at media day portion of the off season. So ECU uh, will have Shane Calhoun and Jeremy Lewis uh, representing the Pirates at AAC Media Day next week. Got the tight end there. Nice. Yeah, you'd like to see that, right? All right. Uh, so uh, that'll be coming up next week as we are, you know, counting down the days to fall camp. Kind of, I don't know. As you close out July, the last week or two in July. What are you doing? Your final? Hmm. Are you still doing conditioning stuff or weightlifting? Yeah. What are you doing oh, this yeah. time of year? I mean, we're still nothing's really changing. You're still uh, doing your conditioning. There may be like, if I remember correctly, like maybe a few days off or something just to kind of rest up before camp gets going. 
but uh, conditioning test, you'll the, the guys will have that. I'm not sure what you know what uh, if there's any lifting or anything going on during that, but. Um, yeah, can you, you're still on your same schedule um, with a few days maybe of break before you you know report to I guess is it Scott well wherever they stay now so and uh, and fall camp pretty pretty brutal for you guys yeah it gets a little it, it's warm but um, after going through four of them it's uh, the last one seems to be a little more breeze you know you don't have the stress of the plays really or anything like that it's just getting through pat and go. And uh, quick game, and after that, things kind of settled down. Did y'all do two-a-days here at all, or was that more of an uh, NFL we, thing? We did two-a-days, but like it was the same. Pretty light? This was pretty light, like yeah. a, like a Thursday practice-type of deal, or maybe just pads and helmets and no pants and stuff. Something about putting pants on just makes it seem a little more hard, like just a little more hard. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's actually exciting. I'll po- I guess it was... ECU posted something in the weight room. Some guy uh, power cleaning. They didn't tell. They didn't say anything about the weight, but uh, that brought brought back some fun memories. How about as far as hitting goes? And every coach has a, their own philosophy on this. But how much hitting did you guys do um, leading up to the season? We it was mainly thud. We hardly went to the ground during um, you know during the camp. And of course, the scrimmages are live and stuff. But it was it was a lot of thud. But you say that, but O line and tight ends, right? There's no half speed because one or the other is going to get embarrassed. So, and if you're staying in the block, you're contact on every play. Oh, for sure, right? yeah. So, it's never really easy on the interior guys, you know, or really well running backs. Maybe like the DM won't rush as much, but then I can't say that because uh, you know the de- the defense is trying to you know show out for the coaches too. So, yeah, it's. I guess you would say you don't go to the ground. I was talking to – we had a conversation at Trivia last week afterwards, and these uh, couple guys that played on the line at South Central were reliving their high school glory days. And uh, we're talking about how there was, like, some monsters on the D-line that, if they wanted to, could whoop them every play of practice. But they kind of had a handshake deal, like, hey, let's look like we're doing something here. And 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 take it off a little bit so we can both survive this practice. It, it, anything like that going on? Uh, uh, I did mean, you recall? sort of, but I mean, kind of, but not really because if you're both kind of half, yeah, a in it, whatever. I don't know if I can say that, but anyways, uh, not giving full effort, you're not really making each other better. So right. I don't really agree with whoever mentioned that. But um, yeah, I mean, sometimes maybe, but not really. Eric is on a fine line from getting banned from the show, Bryce, uh, for his comments. He says, I want to make a comment about practices with no pants, but I'm teetering on suspension. So he's going to stop himself. I got thick skin if he has something. Well, no, I mean, you, you just uh, mentioned any time you, you wore pants at practice. Uh, I think we know oh, rather than okay. shorts is, right, uh, is what right, you were right. saying. I got you. He said he's going to go silent so he won't get fined. Um, and speaking yeah. of Eric, he said, what's the magic number of cold snacks that Bryce gets to enjoy before he's banned from the microphone at the kickoff party? I mean, I guess that's us for us to decide. Right. But, I mean, I've never – now, Bryce has told us about Hogan's Goat, uh-huh. which is like 
you're you're out for a wild night and you're chasing hogan's goat that's uh, something you and your friends yeah, yeah, came up with looking yeah, for hogan's goat yeah i've never seen bryce out of control and uh, maybe he's been to that point but i think bryce uh at the age he's at now can control himself I've, yeah i've simmered down do we need should we get you on the mic at the uh kickoff party mm-hmm. you got anything to say to the people Nah, <laughs> nothing that inspirational that wouldn't be like corny or something. So I'm just, I'm just gonna <laughs> hang out in the background. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Jamie says superstitious or non-superstitious. Stay away from those superstitious cold snacks. <laughs> I got us I almost got us in trouble last time. Superstitious beers. God. Superstitious beers. He was so worked up. That was funny. Uh, Jerome Bacon, former pirate on Facebook, says fall camp sucks. Conditioning tests really suck. What kind of conditioning test did y'all have to do? Uh, I think it was tw- uh, 21-10s. I think it was like you had 15, 15 seconds or 16 seconds to do your 110, and then like a 30-second break. So just twenty of those mm. um, and stuff. So yeah, summer conditioning was like it sucked, but like I don't know, it was fun doing it. You know, doing it together, everybody because everybody was you know kind of hating. You just kind of embraced the suck, honestly. And puke and rally. I was more of a puke and rally kind of guy. There you go. But uh, on I, and off the field, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, summer condition, you know, kind of once you get into it, you kind of flip a switch and just embrace it and when you're done it feels really good does it ever does fall camp ever turn good like you start to see light at the end of the tunnel i guess when the um you get a couple weeks out or whatever yeah i mean definitely they start sort of tapering well sort of tapering back like your practices aren't as much of a grind the closer you get to like maybe like i say closer maybe like a week or so they start going into like in season schedule um, you know things like that, but there for a little bit it gets uh, a little like, whew, you know, you just gotta kind of get a little pep in your step and um, during practice. And once practice gets going, once you're out there, once you get through like the 30 minute walkthrough, pat and go, and like quick game, then it kind of settles in a little bit, and you know the competitive stuff like one on ones and everything starts coming, and it's not so like back to back to back to back so it settles in a little bit and you know you, by the end of it George and I post practice condition wasn't too fun but uh, you know it's necessary Chandler can you grab my uh, list of first touchdown scores out of that cabinet that should be on a sheet near the top I want to go over and and also I want to look at who ECU opened the season with uh, when Bryce was on the team because this year we've got an epic season opener at mm-hmm. Michigan but you guys opened up, uh, let's see, so 20, were you on the roster in 2011? No, I was at Marshall. 2012. Yep. That was App State? I, I think it was App. App Chip, Chip Thompson. And uh, Chip Thompson had the first touchdown of the season for the Pirates on a scoop and score. Oh. 2013, <laughs> Danny Webster scored against... Who what? Old Dominion. F- ODU. ODU. Taylor Heineke. 2014, Zay Jones scored the first ta- uh, touchdown of the season against. Central. 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 And then 15, Chris Harrison. Towson, Chris Harrison. Uh-huh. So, uh, no disrespect. So, you know, I'm about to say something disrespectful. Yeah. Um, no, like, world beater openers to start no. the season. No. So. 
well i well i can frame the question this way this way then i don't know i, I can't remember chandler maybe you can who we had week two in those seasons i guess uh the 2015 would have been no no that would have been 16 with nc state um but did were you ever did you ever catch yourself looking ahead if you started with an fcs opponent? um no not quite looking ahead but i mean you do get i mean every game's obviously exciting play football you know all that but of course when you sort of see you know the you know fbs you know an fbs team you kind of be like oh cool like it's a little cooler but like I guess opening day to opening yeah. week, you're going to be fired up. Yeah, regardless. I mean, it's, it's definitely exciting. But yeah, I mean, if you're opening up against like Michigan versus NC Central, clearly you're like, dang, I'm like, this is about to be something. You know, the experience too. But you know, I'm definitely not, you don't want to downgrade, you know, your home openers and, you know, the game. But I think everybody could say, yeah, you're, you'd rather play a big time team than. You know, FCS. I mean, how pumped would you be for this Ann Arbor game if you were on the That'd roster? Be sweet. I'd love it. Even if you were 35 and a half point underdogs? Oh, yeah, I'd love it. And like you, and you did a lot of winning here at ECU, and we even looked back, and you weren't underdogs in too many of those games. Um, but I got to think that even if you were, y'all thought y'all were going to win every single game you played, right? Most definitely. I love being the underdog because. You mean, so then you perform, you know, even if you perform great and whatnot, you know, you know, you can, which I always knew, felt it and believed it. And I, you know, you could hang with the, you know, power five and all that. But, um, yeah, I always felt like we were going to win. I never was like scared that we were going to lose or, you know, anything like that. All right. There you go, Scott. 2015, second game of the season was the trip to the swamp. Mm, yeah. So that that's a good example of what I'm talking about. Towson week one, Florida week two. Yeah. You know, you, I bet you had some of your your teammates that were kind of overlooking mm-hmm. Towson. But I'm sure you know you get to play in the swamp. I mean, what an experience that is, and play an SEC team and everything. Um, and y'all were pretty big dogs in that one, but had a chance to win it. That, yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like we always talk about this like <laughs> these bad Bryce memories that he has. Uh, uh, but, you know, it's the reality. Yes, it is. You were right there. Great. Uh, that Bryce Williams drive at Florida, if y'all are looking for something uh, inspirational to watch. Yes. You can see a man out of breath. And ask the man helping him up, are you good? <laughs> <laughs> a man with nothing left trying to will his team to victory. And uh, and came so close. All right, let's take a break. More to go. Pirate Radio Live when we return. Still got to go Pirate Radio Outdoors. Still got to make you a winner. We're back with more on a Tuesday. Back with you after this. Come on, 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Bryce Williams, just asking a question No, seven seconds ago that I think is a great question to talk about on the air. <laughs> Who's running with the ones at quarterback Right. this uh, fall for East Carolina? It sounds like, Bryce, that there will be a competition. So all your years here, Shane Carden was quarterback, and then you had Kurt Benkert. Mm-hmm. Do you do you recall before the Benkert injury, so I guess was Blake Kemp the backup? I think so, yeah. But like how much rep was he really – was he getting any reps? Like yeah. How much I mean, reps was he getting in the fall? Like – when Shane was still no 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 oh. Shane's gone so it's Ben Kurt's time yep so Ben Kurt's getting the one reps yeah I'm trying to think I'm like pre injury can't think of yeah I'm trying to I can't really think of many times I was able to practice with Kurt um, so it ha- it happened very early on in yeah fall camp mm-hmm. yeah I think it was fairly early so then it was um, so you're never really around a quarterback competition. No, not really. Yeah, so it's uh, – and I, I am interested to see – well, first of all, I, will we be able to see? Mike Houston's going to probably be hush-hush about this until he's ready to come right. out and name a starter. Right. But publicly, he says both guys are – you know, and Donnie Kirkpatrick has said both, we think both guys can win. Yeah. That, that's one of those <laughs> things you say, but only one can play. Yep. So uh, – I don't know, man. I, I just – personal hypothesis. I got to think that Garcia maybe goes in with a slight edge to start. But right. it, is Alex Flynn going to get a legit shot to win the competition? I, I think so. I don't know. I haven't heard otherwise. Right. Because it's like do, do you rotate the guys – you know, just rotate them each day, uh, you know, running with the ones or... Is it like- oh, yeah. So, okay, that's a good point. Let's talk about how you could do it if it is a real competition. One way you just said there, Monday, Garcia gets yeah. the first team the yeah. entire day, mm-hmm. and then next day, yeah. uh, Flynn. Then, yep, he could do that. Or, all right, Garcia, you're, you're, you know, when we do team, you know, you're first, or and then set on seven, you know, Flynn and all that. And I'd be curious, because it's like whoever opens up camp running with the ones it's gonna be like you know yeah raise the brow like well but so, so what do you do mike houston flip a coin i do exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you just get them both to get them all in the room yeah coach houston coach k and then garcia and flynn and say all right flip it between the four and say all right you landed on the you know your day you just hope i guess and then i'll see it alters but yeah be curious because uh once you kind of you know starting with the ones but it's you know gonna be early he's got a um heck even in the season whoever starts isn't set in stone as we've seen so but i'll be curious i'm very curious and i mean at this point no neither one has earned it with what they've done on the field right merit you know like garcia from a 
um, stars standpoint coming out of high school. Right. You know, he's got that. He's got more attention. He does have some snaps on the field. He did start as a freshman when he just wasn't ready uh, against Navy all those years ago. So he's kind of got that, and he's been talked about for so long, whereas Flynn just hasn't. So, right. But but that doesn't mean he's kind of right. earned anything right. on the field. Yeah, no. exactly. Has Garcia, has it been three years that he's been second uh, back up? Yeah, well, the yeah, because that Dang. COVID year um, when Ehlers had that false positive was when he started against Navy, so that right. was 2020. Right. And he's 21, Jeez. 22. It's been three years. But man, was he got two left? COVID year and a red shirt or something? Um, he's got, well, he's so he's red shirted and he's had a COVID year. So he, he's playing as a sophomore, I guess. Dang, he's got three left? Yeah, because you get your COVID year back and yeah. you get a red shirt year. Dang, huh? So he's only been here one year, technically. That's crazy. If my math is correct. Wow. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Well, three Coach Mack was talking years. about a guy that has been, <laughs> he went to JUCO for four, four years because he red shirted one year, got hurt another year. So then he played years three and four as a freshman and a sophomore. But then COVID hit, so he had another free year, and he had another injury year. <laughs> so he said he's playing year eight for his Jeez. his fourth year of college. <laughs> My gosh! Now uh, the, another example is a guy we'll see this year, quarterback for Rice, Bryce, Rice, Bryce, JT Daniels, all world quarterback coming out of college. Uh, coming out of high school, sorry. He was at USC in 18 and 19. He was at Georgia in 2021, played for West Virginia last year, and now will play for Rice this year. God so he has Lord. been around forever. Jeez. So that COVID year uh, put wild. everything kind of out of whack. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Wow. But heck. Maybe you, uh, you, uh, should, you guys should try to say, hey, look, we – that's not fair. We didn't have didn't to go have, through COVID. Exactly. I didn't get an extra I want year. another season. He'd come back for one more. Jeez. We'll run a two tight end set. You and Shane Calhoun can yeah. fight for number 80. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> who, who has the right claim to the number 80? Uh-oh. Give me like a month just to get back in the field for that. <laughs> That's a good question. If a team, if a USFL, XFL, CFL, or even NFL team called you up and say, Bryce, we're, we want you, you, you don't have a spot, but you're going to have a chance to earn it. Mm-hmm. How long would you need to get ready before you could feel good about that? Mm. Cardio would be the big thing. Uh, I mean, tracking the ball, still feel pretty good about, but just get the feel for it. Um, probably like, uh, probably, I don't know. If it was like, say, six days a week, five days a week. Something, just something, say six days a week, catching the ball every day, though, but seven days a week. I don't know. Through By the time you weeks. answer this question, you're probably you're, three weeks. <laughs> they're right. going to give the chance to another guy. <laughs> Dang it. That's right. <laughs> three, I probably like, I'm saying like three weeks. Three weeks. All right. Three weeks. Uh, could Bryce grow his hair to that length, the same length of his college days if you came back? Mm, by heck, I might. How much time you need for that? Ooh. About a year? And, ooh, and, mm, 
to get to where it was probably a year and a half two years yeah uh jamie said this question was on uh the dp show dan patrick show uh the powerball is huge would you rather win 25 million anonymously or one billion publicly probably probably one billion publicly you'll take the bill and just people will know and they'll know because that's a huge difference (laughs) huge all right there you go how about uh how about you shirley would you rather have 25 million and nobody knows about it or one or uh one billion but everybody knows about it how much was the nobody knows about it 25 mil and nobody knows about it yep uh 25 mil nobody knows about it okay okay you like the anonymity of it well i think if you go with the one bill and everybody knows about it then you're gonna get a ton of people coming out of the woodwork wanting a piece i mean that's a mo money mo problem situation well yeah it is but do you have a lot of problems i could say okay nope it's whether or not you can handle that and i am not a people person i can't handle that all right ask micah if she could go 25 mil and nobody knows or 1 billion publicly okay micah Micah, would you rather have 25 million dollars and nobody know about it or would you rather have a billion dollars and everybody knows about it same for you danny okay both both the danny and michael said they, they would go with the billion go with the, the billion. billion yeah all right we <laughs> yeah. Right. well i guess i guess it depends on what you do with that billion you know can you like say everybody knows about it you take the billion and go buy yourself a private island and hide out over there you could you can do it you know what i'm saying i yeah. mean go to fiji get a hut and nobody knows where you are hmm. it's definitely possible what would be your first purchase price if you win the lottery Mm. probably land probably mm. probably land and then house and then sea yeah, land, land and sea land and sea and then probably you purchase an island you know how much fishing and boating uh, you can that's do that's true it'd be specific you know well i don't want to like leave here like my sister chelsea she asked me if you could live anywhere in the world where would you live and i'm like I'm pretty happy. Right down the road. Right down the road. I mean, I can hunt and fish. That's what I like to do. And, you know, but she said, okay, not in America. Uh, Probably like the Mediterranean or something. Okay. Fishing good food. All right. If I could live anywhere, I'm kind of like you, man. I mean, I wouldn't mind looking out and seeing some water. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, Like, I would split my time. Like, I would be here until it got cold, and then I'd go somewhere else for a little while and then come back. I don't uh love, I don't like being cold. I don't love hurricanes. So maybe uh maybe find a nice lake view or uh yeah. some kind of body of water. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'd have to look at um I, I'm not a big fan of natural disasters. So like <laughs> Can't We're, go to the Midwest because there's know, tornadoes. Nature. Can't go to the West because yeah. there's earthquakes. Pretty much the central part of North Carolina where I'm from, Davidson County, baby. Got high, <laughs> you got high rock, we don't have earthquakes, we don't have tornadoes really okay thunderstorms sure i think you'd look, you'd fit in at high rock <laughs> all right <laughs> living high the high life at high rock yep um we we're talking about what quarterback gets the nod uh robert says i think media day will tell a lot who is sitting beside the coach 
Well, if you're talking about AAC Media Day, they're sending a tight end and a defensive lineman. Yeah. So you're not going to get any answers from me there. Exactly. (laughs) So, Robert, I like where your head's at, but uh, no dice there. No dice. So there you go. All right. Shirley, let's make somebody a winner. We're going to publicly give away something. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. (laughs) Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. That's the who is it? I figured it'd be you or Chandler, but I can't tell. Well, first of all, was he good? It was good. It was oh. funny. Okay, it was me. <laughs> it didn't really... I love how you took credit for that. Well, I wanted to see if he thought it was good or funny, and he said, I, yeah. I thought it was funny. What uh, were you giving away, Charlotte? How about a pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks baseball game? All right, go see the Woodies on Pirate Radio. Great thing to do this summer at historic Granger Stadium. What call are we looking for? I'm going to go with 12. Caller 12, 317-1250. We've got Pirate Radio outdoors when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Ease Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, co- uh, excuse me, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. And congratulations to Jeff Dover of Greenville. Picked up a pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks baseball game. Get your single game tickets and check out all the fun promotions planned this season right now at woodducksbaseball.com. Go Woodies. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Hello. Hey. There you go. All right. You know Bryce. He likes to chat it up during the break. That's where all my ideas come from. I know you have uh, great ideas during the break. I got an idea, Bryce. Let's uh, turn off this fake Led Zeppelin and turn on Pirate Radio Outdoors and go outdoors and find out what you've been up to since we last spoke with you. What's been What's been going on? Well, I was able to get on the water, which was nice. A lot of boat dealing stuff. Here. Went down to Charleston to um, meet a guy halfway. He was coming from Gainesville and bought one of Jay's boats. And then we were going to buy a boat, but it wasn't quite ready yet as far as some things that needed to be done. But um, it's a little boat wheeling and dealing, I guess you could say. And then we went fishing Saturday morning. Um, Never been fishing off the coast of South Carolina, so it was pretty cool. We did some, I guess you'd say, like near shore and stuff and went for like uh, red drum and stuff so we're hoping for some bulls but I ended up catching uh, over probably over slot red and, um, on some dead bait and stuff so that was fun so we got to land one of those do have a picture um, and then caught some bycatch we caught some sharks I actually caught a shark probably like what kind of shark well, that's a long shark it was like 
Whoa, now, it was, stop. I mean, it, was probably, it was probably like... Stop! <laughs> <laughs> but it's a pretty stout shark. What kind of shark? Um, What did he tell me? What's the species? Shark. What's the genus and the... Uh, like, probably like a... Some type of reef shark or something. Reef? I guess you could say. Just, it wasn't a PD, was it? No, <laughs> it wasn't a PD. <laughs> Um, a lot of different reef it was sharks here. Not a black tip. I forgot what he said. I mean, I got a question though. While you ponder, so like North Carolina coast, South Carolina coast, you're ca- are you catching or going after the same fish pretty much? Yeah. So, um, and I have a pretty much the same stuff, but I think as far as like who has kind of like the better here of this species and that. He said determines a lot, like on the different types of bottom and stuff. Like flounder, I think he said they don't have quite as good a flounder. I think it was because their um, beach bottoms are a little less sandier. I think he okay. mentioned and stuff like that. So we all have the same kind of stuff, but um, just some are better than others. I think I think he was leaning more towards we had the better fishery, but. All right, so how about if you keep going south to Georgia and Florida, or if you go north, Virginia, Maryland, mm-hmm. um, what, New Jersey, Delaware? Like, when does it really start to change the type I of think, fish? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would say probably starts changing as you get into more south Florida as far I think like you have like snook and probably some different types of grouper. Um, like different types of snapper and stuff, um, to the best of my knowledge. Um, as you go north, you get, I don't think speckled trout are kind of as prevalent uh, as you go more north. You have like cod and uh, haddock. Are the waters more active north, south, or are they all pretty much the yeah, same? Yeah, I think it's just each species yeah. is, you know, adapted to, you know, temperatures more, and yeah the, the temperatures yeah. of the water and stuff so you have more prevalent of a haddock or whatever type of like you know like striper i think are real get real big up north the cooler waters i think um you know a little better fishing for them up there to like i said the best of my knowledge so it all just varies but i think when it starts i would say like for i would think like you know virginia and down to maybe Georgia-ish, I would say. Kind of all has the same species. And then you start to split to Florida and go more north. Gotcha. I think they start to change a little bit. All right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what are you but doing? I tell you, we, North Carolina, especially like inshore and stuff, like with the Pamlico and the news, like we could have, um, I think, an epic. We have a really good fishery, speckled trout, drama stuff. Uh, there's just one factor. I won't get into that that I think could make things a little better as far as quality and quantity, hmm. but we'll leave that. Hmm. Okay. Save that for the uh, unfiltered podcast yeah. with Bryce Williams one day. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything planned for the weekend? Um, I plan to um, I plan to go fishing for sure. I'm getting my power pole moved from like my transom to the jack plate make it look a little tighter look a little better on the boat the lines and stuff so i'm getting that done i think thursday's the plan so i plan on being on the water 
All right, see. Well, good luck out there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Take our last break. Come back. Uh, maybe wrap it up with uh, our new interns. Talk about their day one with Micah and uh, Danny when we return. Yep. Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. We'll be back with you after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market. It was another good day. The Dow was up 366 points at 34,951. The NASDAQ was up 108 points at 14,353. And the S&P was up 32 points, closed out the day at 4,554. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Oh, come on. Oh, God. Once again, again <laughs> Bryce Williams yapping as we come back on the air. For whatever reason, it really bothered Bryce that time. Who do we have in here with you? Um, Maybe Josh Groves. Shocker. Carter, Carter Spivey. And uh, who was the other one? He was a senior. Moylan Hoover. Sailor. 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 Oh, Garrett Sailor. He was from uh, Reagan. Yeah, Sailor. Yeah, that's yeah. the high school I went to. Okay. So, yeah, nice. Yeah. It bothered him that they wouldn't wear the headphones, so he was happy to see y'all put on the headphones. It's just yeah. radio illiterate. That's all it is. You just got to learn. <laughs> so, Danny, learn. you said you, uh, by the way, Danny Beal, intern Danny and intern right. Micah, uh, right. Micah Dennis, here with us uh, at Pirate Radio hanging out this summer, and you've got a behind-the-scenes look at it, and uh, I want to talk to you folks on the air as well, but you said you have radio experience? Semi. So, I mean, I've been around kind of radio growing up. I've been like, you know, I live close to Winston-Salem, so it's kind of, there's a lot of radio stations down there. But I mean, I've been around in terms of just talking to people and there's actually, so I found, I'm a huge Red Sox fan because my dad's from New England and that area. So there was actually a beat writer on Twitter, probably God, a year ago now that was putting out like kind of a Q&A kind of lesson thing for a couple of days and I took him up on that and there was a big group of us and we got to kind of listen to his, you know, kind of go take us through the ropes of radio, beat stuff like that. And we had a Q&A with, I don't remember who it was. I think it was a beat writer for The Athletic for like the Tigers or something like that. But it was just cool to kind of like listen and hear kind of like their process of how they started and how they got into it and kind of where they are now and how the process of getting there and what they had to do and the sacrifice they had to make and stuff like that. So it was just kind of interesting to hear and I've always been a big fan of it. So that's why I'm here. Awesome. And uh, Micah, I know you uh, maybe want to pursue a future in this as well, right? So what are your, I don't know, do you have goals? Do you have things you'd be interested in after your basketball playing days are done? Um, I'm trying to get more into the other sports, the knowledge of other sports other than basketball. Um, but I really want to be a sports broadcaster. Um, that's kind of like been my dream since I've been in college. So play-by-play play or analyst or I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I, I gotta i gotta figure out what what i really want to do but right now it's kind of just i want to touch on everything and yeah. see what I want. that's awesome yeah. all right i'll ask both of you so you can interview one current athlete anybody you want who would y'all choose michael you go first i don't know <laughs> 
Mm, that's a good answer. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I want to like interview like Pedro or like David Ortiz, but they don't speak English, so I feel like it'd just be a weird interview. <laughs> so it'd just be like I'm trying to ask, and they're just they're speaking yeah, Spanglish, they speak and I'm like, okay, some English. Um, I don't know. I, I feel Poppy like could give you enough. MJ would be a cool interview, obviously, just because like the mm-hmm. experience. Like Tiger would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Like Jeter would be, I feel like a cool interview. I feel like it's kind of biased just because it's like they're the best athletes. You're naming but, the best yeah, people. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's a, there's a couple interesting ones that I'm missing probably off the top of my head. But Probably, yeah. Who you got, Michael? Anybody? LeBron James. Mm, <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. Um, Michael Jordan. Well, he's obviously not playing anymore, but I want to see. Current or past would yeah, be fun. Yeah, yeah. Brady would be um, a really good interview, yeah. I feel like. How about you, Bryce? Who you want to call to? Uh, <laughs> Shane Carden, yeah, Shane. <laughs> uh, so, Michael, what is your off season like? It's awesome you get to, to gonna hang out with us some here and learn a few things, and uh, we'll put you to work. But uh, how about for your basketball? What are you doing this off season? Just prepping, prepping for the season. Um, I feel like we've been in the gym or on the field, doesn't matter which time, or in the weight room. Um, but we've been we've been working hard. New girls coming in, um, making a statement. Uh, returners, you know, showing showing what they had from last year. Um, I'm excited for when the season starts. So. Co- Coach McNeil said that you had that awesome championship win. Mm-hmm. You had the loss to Texas, mm-hmm. and then she was so pleased with how y'all were like right back ready to get back in the gym. Mm-hmm. Is that how y'all y'all felt? Y'all oh were? yeah, oh yeah. Like I remember after that game in the locker room, I'm like, I want to go back. Like I need to start training again. I was just like, man, let's just knock that out the way. New season coming up. Let's let us get ready to roll. So. And Dana, you said you've been uh, sitting back here in green, not sitting, I uh, didn't mean yeah, to no. say it that way, but uh, helping newcomers come into the program. And uh, and how about as far as work goes? You giving your arm a, a break here, or what are you up to? Yeah, so we uh, the season ended, we got to go home for a couple weeks. The freshmen got here, gosh, I guess a month and a half ago, and we've had, like I was saying, like, like a good group of guys, older guys here, just hanging out, working out with them. Um, I'm not going to throw for another month or so just to kind of give my body a rest. There's some nagging injuries that were going through the through the season, as a lot of us were. But um, I think the we come back, I think, as a team the 15th of August, and then we'll start you know working out that week, and then classes start the next week. So just kind of get back into the groove of things. But you know, the freshmen are good. We have a huge class. There's yeah. like 18 kids, I think, um, especially with Bristol coming back. So there's a, there's a big group of us. Um, but, you know, they're great kids. They're hardworking. They're, the, they're a good group to be around. They always come and hang out. They're not shy by any means. So it's good to be, you know, interacting with them. And I think they'll fit in right when the right when the other guys get back. And, Mike, it looks like a nice mix of returners and newcomers mm-hmm. with your team, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, uh, man, exciting times yeah, with these two athletics. How are we going to do in football? I'm excited. I think – I, I, if I'm a, if I was a betting man, I'm not NCA. But if I was, I would take the Pirates uh, spread because 35 and a half points is absolutely outrageous. Chandler and I were talking about earlier, like that's 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 insane. I don't care if it's at the Big House or in Gillette Stadium or wherever. That's that's absurd. So, be a good way to get volleyball and football going here in the fall and get athletics kicked off to a good start for the uh, calendar year. Bryce, any question for our current athletes? You were once one in your heyday. <laughs> No, no question. Bryce is like jealous, jealous of y'all now. I know. I was literally just saying I'm jealous y'all are and in Greenville during summer school, summer workouts. Those are good times. Good times. Enjoy your youth. Enjoy your times. But uh, 
glad to have y'all uh, on board here we'll have fun so, absolutely and hopefully learn some stuff and, mm-hmm. and enjoy it looking forward to it all right uh intern danny and intern mike i like calling y'all that too even though y'all are like <laughs> yeah. big time championship athletes and i get to call y'all interns Intern. yeah. and uh and bryce hanging out today shirley chandler we'll see you fine folks coming up wednesday uh coming up wednesday at one live on youtube and facebook i'll talk to tyler sneed former ecu wide receiver so you can join us for that if you have questions and comments we'll have that also planning to hook up with josh moylan coming up on wednesday's show as well that and more coming up then for the crew here i am clip rock jeff charles take us home have a great night eastern carolina thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation